I, of course, as I usually do, want to remind everyone because I want it to be like an earworm, you know, from Star Trek or whatever. What were those things called in Star Trek? Uh, someone out there is going to know. But I want to get that in the brains. That's the place you go to, especially if we get hit up by the social medias. All the alternatives are out there um, at HankStrange.com. And as new things get added, we add that to the website. It's under a tab called Strangerholics, if you want to know. So go check that out. You can um, also look at all the different ways you can support us, including you could, uh, there's links to Ballistic Inc. where you can get cool merchandise like Lotlow, which stands for Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded, which you are all watching right now. And welcome to the show here. And um, one of the things you could do, we've got very cool patches. Check that out. There's a broadcasting patch right there. That one's a broadcasting patch. We've got a blaster patch on there that say Hank Strange for the folks out there who are listening um, on audio. And there's also a 2020 It Was Hell in a Handbasket patch. All of that helps uh, support the channel, pay the bills around here. If you buy stuff, Lola is sending out free stickers in there. This is our, we've got a grenade um, version of our logo. So usually my patches and stuff like that are going to be some version of the logo. So you can also get your hands on that. All right, let me load these guys up. Let's get everyone in here and smash the open button and jump into the show. Welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel. Smash the thumbs up. Ring the bell so you can be notified every time we go live. We are live right now. And uh, we've got a new guest here, Jordan. And Jordan, we do jazz hands. We do jazz hands. Everyone has to do jazz hands. There you go. It's an icebreaker. We're taking it back from the terrorists. (laughs) And uh, we are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on out there. As folks are coming in, please smash the thumbs ups. If you uh, need a shout out, shout out or something like that, let us know and we will take care of that for you. Um, big shout out to Bar Knowles, uh, makers of performance steel case ammunition. And uh, big thanks to them for sponsoring the podcast and helping us to put this out here like five times a week. You know, uh, two hours every night. That's what we're doing here. So we appreciate Barnos helping us out with that. All right. So this is episode 708. And my guest is Jordan Vinro of JSD Supply. There he goes. Welcome to the show, Jordan. How are you? What's up, everybody? How's it going? Good, man. Good. Thanks for coming on. Um, you know, I first, uh, I first heard of you through a, a mutual friend, John Crump. So for folks out there who are watching this, if there's something we don't cover and you want to know about JSD Supply or Jordan, you can go check out John Crump's podcast and, um, and, and you'll get more info there. So how was that show, man? You had fun on there? Good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's the first All time right. I've met John and everything. So yeah, a lot of good conversation. And Yeah, he's yeah. a good dude, man. He's working yeah, hard. Back. Yeah, yep. working hard for the Second Amendment out there. My other mm-hmm. guest tonight is uh, Rolando, Puerto Rican Pistolero. What's up, man? What's going on? Hey, not too much. Just hanging out. Uh, glad to be back. Absolutely. Welcome back. I saw you were on uh, Clover Attack. Was that last night? Uh, yeah, yes. It, yeah. Well, How did uh, it go? Yeah, it was. It was good. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Clover Attack's awesome. a good guy. He, uh, he regularly jumps in the chat on our show, so... Yeah, uh, it was cool to finally get onto his show and and have a chat. So it was fun. Yeah, absolutely. We see him over here uh, from time to time as well. We have him on the show and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Uh, cool dude. 
uh, without a doubt. Um, shout out to all the folks out there. Let me see. I see there's folks coming in here. Um, Pew Tang Clan, who I think this is his first time, <laughs> says, I only own two thumbs. <laughs> he says, be right back. Going to take someone else's. Awesome. We appreciate it. Shout out to Vanessa Kitty, um, who I did see um, checking out our um, our community poll that we did last night. Survival Will says, how did your survey work out? And if you guys actually want to see the result of that survey, I can actually pull that up here. In a second, uh, let me see. I'll pull it up and show everyone. So if you want to know what we're talking about, um, one of the things I, I you know, I was looking into this and uh, obviously we're being severely, um, how should I put it here, shadow banned, I guess, by YouTube. So mm -hmm. um, there's a couple of different ways that, from what I'm hearing from people, you can do to help out with that. One of those is using the community tab. Don't know if you're either one of you guys are aware of that. Um, so we decided to start using that a little bit here. I'll share it with you. If you want to see, if you go to our front page on YouTube, Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't, you click the community tab right there. And there is a poll there. And basically, I think we had like around uh, over 100 votes. I'm trying to see if I can see that here. But sometimes I see it, sometimes I don't. Um, and it looks like, so basically this was talking about the, the, uh, so I'm going to read this off. Let's get this right this time. Help us combat the YouTube overlords by liking this poll, simply vote in the poll and like the post. And we will, uh, exploit a glitch in the YouTube algorithm. Babyface told me about this. So we wanted to see, get people involved in it. The question was, are you subscribed on YouTube? So 87% of the people said that they are. Um, two percent said they follow us on Facebook. Eight percent said, "What is Lotlal? Never heard of that." Hmm. And I am not subscribed to Lotlal and don't follow WMMF as a podcast. Four percent, and we got sixty-one thumbs ups from that. Um, it is yet to be seen if that does truly help us with the algorithm. But the basic idea behind this, if you guys are curious about it, YouTube is trying to do this poll thing because basically Google copies everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's other folks out there, Facebook, etc., doing polls. YouTube did it. Uh, people try to use it in the beginning. It, it kind of like was uh, was horrible and slowed everything down. And then people stopped using it. So YouTube, instead of making it better, decided to um, it's kind of like what my kids when I was talking to my kids about guns and video games. And they said, like, the AK-47 is broken in a specific game because it's kind of like overpowered and people use that. So that's kind of, sort of what's going on with the community tab now, I guess, in YouTube, where if you use it, then YouTube somehow floats you up. And I noticed that to be true because in the comments of, um, of, this, of this, let's see, let's see if we can click on it and open up the comments. There were several comments from people uh, like David uh, Martindale says, nope, I don't get notified. I just know when it's coming on and I have to search for it. Um, Eric Smith says, I don't even get notifications that a video or stream is up. I didn't even know you all were still on YouTube. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Survival Wheel says, I have to search for you even uh, though I've been subscribed for a while. Your live broadcast don't show up anymore. <laughs> uh, Vanessa Kitty commented on there. So, yeah, I, I thought it was an interesting thing. I don't know if you guys want to run something like that if you have uh, – um, Jordan, do you have a, you guys have a YouTube channel, right? Yeah, we're not really active on it. We, okay. uh, 
everything we do is about building guns. They don't really let us do that. So we're pretty vague and, mm-hmm. you know, we get to direct people there that get to see it, but you know, yeah. you know, our search isn't very strong on there. So, right. Yeah. Um, and you're probably one of the most evil things in the mind of the, uh, yeah, def- for sure. Of the yeah. YouTube overlords out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have to um, be kind of careful what we do and yeah. it's easier for us to just share it and throw it on our website or a couple of Facebook groups or something that we're involved with. So, mm-hmm. Absolutely. What about you, Rolando? Have you heard of any of this stuff? Uh, use the community tab at all? Uh, I've heard it's good, but I know that your channel has to be above, uh, I think, at least a thousand subs. So we're at 350. So we just have a discussion tab. So when you break through uh, a certain amount, then you get the community tab. And I've heard that once you get it, you should use it. But I didn't realize that it was that powerful. I just heard, hey, it helps build yeah. uh, you know, discussion on your channel. So Yeah. I'm not sure if it's actually a thousand because, uh, well, uh, I know that I. It I was, might be some. It might be more. It might be. It might, it be, might be less I, 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 because I don't. I don't, I don't have a thousand on um, Stranger Palooza, which is my car channel, and uh, I was able to throw up a question there on Stranger Palooza. So maybe it's uh, five hundred then. Yeah. Or yeah. I, who knows what's who knows with YouTube? Or maybe it is arbitrary. Maybe they yeah. just decide like you get to have a community tab when we decide. Yeah. So. You no no community tab for you. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. they gave it to that channel because it's car stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. they know you've got other channels and they're like, ah, eh, Hank's got like a, a couple of channels with with a lot of followers. Let's let's give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who knows what's going on with these guys? Real crazy. OK, so those questions answered those out of the way. Um, as I said, as you folks are coming in here, smash the thumbs up. All right. So let's go to Jordan. That's what we're here. We're here to talk about JSD supply. Lola has uh, some questions she always wants me to get to because I don't know why she thinks I get into random conversations on here. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about <laughs> it's for a good reason. So Lola says, you know, tell us who you are. Um, and when you started this company and why you started the company. Sure, yeah. So I'm Jordan, the owner of JSD Supply. Uh, we started about 2013, um, summertime. So I had uh, I had another business that, that ended up, we ended up closing and I had to go get a real job. So I had to do that. I didn't really care for it. So I figured I should do something that I, that I enjoy doing. So we started looking at guns and accessories and, and that sort of thing. I, I don't really care for paperwork. So guns, you know, usually there's paperwork involved. So I just started doing some research and stumbled across 80% uh, receivers and, and build kits and that sort of thing. So researched that to death. Couldn't, you know, had to figure out if it was legal or not. It, you know, you probably shouldn't believe everything you read on the Internet. So um, found a found a manufacturer that, that was making some some forged AR-15s and some jigs, and I uh, saved up a little bit of money and bought our, our first round of inventory, basically, and I uh, went to a gun show and kind of just, just went from there. So we've, we've been expanding as, as we go, as new products are coming out, or we release our own products. Uh, you know, we're, we're a huge fan of 80%, whether we make it or, or somebody else does. We're always looking to either carry carry new products that somebody else makes or make it ourselves and anything new we we really like and, and get behind and try to support the community that way as best we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll just, while you're talking here, I'll run in. The uh, website is jsdsupply.com, right? Yes. Um, and you've got a big thing up there that says two-week shipping on less noted <laughs> with longer delays. 
Um, yeah. And I see some of the stuff is out of stock. There's a couple of things here that are out of stock. Um, are you guys getting like massive numbers in terms of demands right now? Yeah, we're up probably six times what we were wow. you know, 2020 versus 2019. And then this wow. year is starting off with a, with a bang as well. So mm-hmm. we've increased all of our production. Our, our slides were running, uh, you know, six or eight times what we were running uh, weekly right now. So we're cranking it. We're, we're making stuff as fast as we can. I know not everybody believes us, but we get, uh, you know, we, we've actually gotten to the point where we're getting close to running out of, of raw material for our slides. So we've been scrambling to call different, uh, steel distributors all over the country, mm-hmm. um, you know, to get what we use. And, and it's, you know, just one of those things right now. So mm-hmm. uh, we're trying, we're doing everything we can. So everything's going on about two weeks. So we put that on there to try to mitigate some emails and calls and, uh, when am I getting my stuff? So we, yeah. uh, that's, that's where we're at right now. So it's not too, not too, too crazy, but yeah, we're working just as hard as we can. Right. So some anxious folks out there. Um, now let me see, uh, I'm going to throw back up the website here again. Um, did you notice a specific moment in time where all of this changed? I, I guess that's the first thing that I want to ask you. Was there a specific moment where you guys were going, you know, business as usual, doing your thing? You're like, oh, let, uh, if only we could figure out a way to get everyone to buy our stuff. Right. And then boom. Yeah. So it was it was March of 2020, January and February, strong for a January and February for normal months. You know, it's a little bit of an increase. We were happy for that. And all of a sudden, I think it was probably mid-March when the, the whole corona thing came out. Uh, and then some riots thrown in there and a dash of Trump bucks for uh, some corona relief mm-hmm. money. And then riots round two happened and then three and then city burning. And, you know, so any kind of unrest like that, uh, you know, really spikes the entire industry. Uh, and, and especially, you know, an 80 percent or a home built product is, is really popular during Mm-hmm. during those times too because the government shows how powerful they really are mm-hmm, yeah. uh whenever you know tough times come and they're here to they're here to save you or, or take care of you and you, you see what that turns into right so, yeah he's being very just, sarcastic yeah. if anyone on there <laughs> needs any indication yeah. of yeah. yeah if he means that or not <laughs> yeah, extreme no, sarcasm yeah. uh, alert <laughs> <laughs> yep. yeah yeah so and it just it just kind of stayed that way like we mm-hmm. kind of looked at each other like well you know i think we had maybe three employees at the time and now we're up to about 12. Uh, so we just kind of sat there and stared at each other like, well, I don't know, maybe this, you know, this is good for this month. We can just barrel through it and Mm -hmm. everybody ship and, you know, get in the shipping room. And, but it's, it's been that way since, since March. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. No breaks, no days off. Like seriously. No, not really. Yeah. 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 We have kind of like a day crew and an evening crew. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're looking at expanding our building now as well. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just kind of, kind of push through it so yeah one of the questions that i see on here and and, and i'll open everything up to rolando and the folks out there as well one of the questions that i see that's covered on your website um let me see if i could scroll it in so people can actually see what i'm talking about here uh why build your own gun that's one question and then the other question is is it legal so if we could um i'm sure there's some folks out there that would have both of those questions if we could rabbit wrap it into one why build your own gun and is it legal uh yeah so why build your own gun i mean um because you can really, uh, it's, it's, it's yours. It's, 
you know, off the books, quote unquote. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a true statement of freedom, too. You, you, we have that right to do it. So I think everybody should. Mm-hmm. If they yeah. want to, they should. Um, mm-hmm. Same as, as buying a gun. If you can own a gun, you, you can create your own. It has to fall within the guidelines of, of everything else. So, you know, semi-automatic, no short barreled rifle, that, that sort of thing without the proper, uh, you know, NFA tax stamps and, mm-hmm. and that. Um, is it legal? Uh, so that was part of it, I guess. Also, it, it depends on where you're at, too. California has some, some different laws. Uh, di- different states are different. So you really need to check that. Generally speaking, federally, it's it's legal to build whatever you can go to the store and buy. So that's kind of where you got to start, and then mm-hmm. shave it down to, to whatever state you're at, or even even city sometimes could possibly have some different regulations. Um, carrying is different in certain states. New York has to be serialized, has to be on your uh, your carry permit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so things like that. So it's so it's local stuff that you really have to be concerned with. The federal uh, is pretty pretty easy to understand mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah generally speaking it's legal yeah right exactly so for anyone listening if you're curious about this um there are specific laws that allow people to do that now there are also states that have specific laws disallowing people from from what we all believe are their second amendment rights um, but in general, people should have the right to make things, right? It's like saying, well, you can't make a bow and arrow. Well, what are you talking about? I mean, you know, there's no special technology there. You shouldn't have to be just a manufacturer to make something. There's also the whole idea of invention. Like if you're stopping someone who's not in the business. So, t- so there's people, if you're in the business and you have a manufacturer's federal firearms license, yes, you can make things. But you never know. There could be someone out there tinkering with things and they invent something, right? And then they go make things. But um, the idea that you can't make your own bow and arrow, your own knife, your own guns, all of these things are really rudimentary, simple things that have been around for, I don't know, I think firearms, uh, what, thousand years or something like that? I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, so th- there's that whole aspect of it, right? And lots of people have a sense of confusion about this. And then the, the states are making these laws because they're like, well, there's lots of bad guys out there doing this and we can't keep track of the bad guys. But I don't think the bad guys in general use 80 percenters. They're, they can get their hands on things, you know, brand name things, manufactured, you right. know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if either one of you guys want to jump into that conversation. Yeah. No, go for uh, it. Okay, yeah, so, uh, yeah, criminals, I mean, criminals use all kinds of different things, like you mm-hmm. said, knives, bow and arrows, I'm sure there's plenty of crimes committed and, and murders done with, yeah. with the bow and arrow. Bricks, so, that. <laughs> bricks, yeah, exactly, you're, yeah. you know, beating somebody to death with your hands and fists, so, mm-hmm. and we've all seen the numbers, we know that the, the deaths and murders from firearms are very low, uh, you know, compared to different other horrible things, I guess, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just because a few people are, are bad or do bad things doesn't mean that the the 99.9 percent of the rest of us should be, you know, penalized or, or reduce our our rights because of those few people. Take care of those few people, mm-hmm. and the rest of us will be just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the for the amount that we sell personally, and then the, the amount that I know, you know, sell nationally, there is virtually zero crime done with, with an 80 percent built mm-hmm. firearm. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, a serial number doesn't doesn't do anything. Uh, you know, like Ohio. You can go into the store, buy a pistol, 
if I want to sell it to you, whatever, six months down the road, I just sell it to you. As long as I don't think you're a felon, it, it just transfers from me to you just like, you know, whatever would, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, a lawn chair at a yard sale. Mm-hmm. So that, so that, so it, does, it stops at some point. So serial numbers don't, don't really do anything. And every, you know, you see some people crying about these need to be serialized that, it, you know, we'll be able to track it uh, of where it goes, but, but you can't. And if it gets stolen, you don't know who stole it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the serial numbers is kind of a, kind of a joke, I, I guess in that regard. It's, it's funny. Cause I was in, I was in jury duty. Um, I want to say about a year ago. And it was, I, I mean, the case was resolved, but it was like a, it was a drug dealer case. And, you know, the, the, uh, the perpetrator had a Glock 26 and, you know, one of the questions was, well, can you print it out or, or check the serial number? And they're like, it was stolen gun. It was never reported stolen. So there's nothing we can do. And prints actually usually don't come off of guns that easily. So mm-hmm. we can't even prove that he touched it. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that, that's all interesting stuff to know. So it kind of goes to your point, like serial number doesn't matter. If it's changed hand, hands multiple times illegally, nobody's ever going to know. They might be able to find out the very first person that bought it, but even then it's tough to to figure it out. That'll be the FFL and that's about it, maybe. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. And I think, Or they'll just scrape the serial number off because they're a criminal and they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah that's even deal. more likely. Yeah. yeah. You already stole it, so what, yeah. what's the difference? Yeah. Exactly. They got nothing to lose. Yeah. There's always a workaround for the for the bad guys out there, the people who want to commit crimes. As a matter of fact, all these prohibitions create like a, a whole industry for bad guys out there to to uh, get things to folks, right? So there's no way um, of, of actually stopping that. Uh, by the way, you got a shout out from Tactical Toolbox. Nice. What up, man? Yeah, Jonathan's out there. Uh, shout out to Jonathan, by the way. I saw him out at the Gundy's. Yeah. Uh, spent most of my time hanging out with him and talking to him, uh, which is which is always fun. Yeah, we we need to get him here on the show. Lola, you got to talk to him and Putang Clan and uh, get both of those. Oh, Lola, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, so, um, speaking of tactical toolbox, he's uh, he's made some you know he's made some videos about making your yeah. own guns. <laughs> you know. Um, and part of this question, right, was like, why should you build your own gun? So I think one of the reasons for you to do something like build your own gun is just you learn how something works. Like yeah. if you can, anything that you like that you, that you you're passionate about, if you can, um, even if you really don't like that thing, it's always a good idea to actually get your hands in there and try to build it. And I think guns is one of those things because they look so simple, but you find out that they're not really that simple when you start doing it, right? Definitely. If something breaks, you know what's wrong with it, or if mm-hmm. something's malfunctioning, you know why the striker's not sending, you know, and, yeah. and the spring maybe is off this way or that way, and mm-hmm. you know how to take it apart. You can check it without going to the gunsmith and him charging you whatever. You know, it's not that much probably, but still, it saves you a trip from going out. And mm-hmm. if you want to upgrade something, oh, that looks really cool, but I don't know how to put it on. Well, if you build it, then, you know, you can change anything out. It's just like mm-hmm. a car you know, or anything else like mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, yeah. We, get, we get a lot of people that like, you know, father, son or mother, daughter or, what you know, whatever. Uh, it's, a, it's a fun project for them to do, too. Just, you know, uh, and go shooting afterwards. So mm-hmm. it teaches, you know, safety. There's, there's all kinds of different things that, that are involved when you're building a firearm so yeah um i i I would totally agree with that i would say everyone should do it and i think we've already said it here you know it proves that the genie is out of the bottle 
So they could take these things away and you could make them again. No matter what they do, they cannot end um, your ability to do that once you get into it. And you, you realize the simple side of it and the reason why it looks simple, right? Basically, you need a barrel. You need a projectile that goes down there and something that uh, causes that projectile to start moving down that barrel, right? There's dudes, uh, we've been building them for a long time. I think the Chinese uh, started doing this a long time ago after they discovered uh, gunpowder and fireworks and things like that. They figured out they could do it. You got muskets and uh, all kinds of other black powder guns. Dudes making these in prison, they make guns. (laughs) You know, and That's then the wild. the legends about uh, you know the jihadis in caves yep. in Afghanistan <laughs> making guns out of shovels or whatever. Yeah, an AK shovel. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, Alabaster Figueroa says zip guns and slam fire have been around a long time and are pretty simple. I mean, what yeah. like TFP has like every month or they did for a while articles of like zip guns that were confiscated all over the world, and you see mm-hmm. some crazy stuff that guys make. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so let me see, uh, in this question here, let me, let me see, where is it? Okay. Flying Rich has a question he wants to ask of you, Jordan. He says, uh, what would it cost me to build a budget 10 millimeter Glock 80 percenter? And then he's also asking here if you make a 10 millimeter slide. Yeah. So we're, we're working on it. Um, it'd be in the $500 ballpark, give or take mm-hmm. 10 bucks, 20 bucks, something like that. It just depends on where we have to source barrels because we're not making those right now but um we're just trying to keep up with with 9mm right now so mm-hmm. um <clears throat> so i don't know I, I couldn't even give you a date mm-hmm. on, on when we'd be able to do it two months maybe i mean it's definitely uh something we're, we're wanting to do it's just you know we just have such a huge order for for 9mms it's mm-hmm. taken up all of our production time so okay okay yeah. So if you find it out right now, maybe six, seven hundred bucks, just because everything's kind of high, mm-hmm. you can find it. You know, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, the barrel's the big thing you're saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, and I'm guessing ten millimeter barrels not really readily available out there. I think everybody's in the same boat. Any of the kind of the not as common stuff is not being produced as heavily. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like G21 barrels, you know, they're not out there as prevalent as a g19 mm-hmm. g17 26 even 43s are kind of hard to get right now some mm-hmm. of that stuff's kind of kind of hit or miss so yeah uh, we're working on it once we get a little bit more stable and what's going on with the market then we can yeah if it's a gun part it's moving better. right now um yeah mm-hmm. yeah clover tax says good evening hank jordan rollo awesome chat people out there from clover tax shout out to clover tax once again mm-hmm. um yeah, so 10 millimeter, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's rumor to be some six-hour P320 10 millimeters coming, too, so I haven't seen that actually mm. hit the market yet, but we do a P320 80%, so I'd be all over that. Whoever wants to sell me some of that stuff, I'll buy yeah. whatever you want to sell me. So. <laughs> if, we, if we go back before all of this stuff, uh, you know, before everything got really crazy, right? Was there a high demand really for 10 millimeter stuff? So I know there's lots of people like, oh, make it 10 millimeter. Were people actually buying those things before all of this, you think? No, not really. I mean, if we had them, we'd, we'd casually sell them. But I maybe, like when we were doing factory Glock parts, we'd buy factory guns and strip them down. So mm-hmm. if we were doing that, maybe I'd be able to get my hands on 10 mm-hmm. uh, G20 kits or whatever and 
we'd sell them over the course of two or three gun shows, whereas the G19s, we'd sell 50, mm-hmm. you know, to every one or two of the, the 10 items. So it's, it's out there. It's just not as popular. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think 10 is like a gun that everybody wants to own, but it's a gun that nobody will actually use except for when they need it. Because it's not like a round you go plinking with or something like that. It's it's not like there's no affordable way to have fun with 10 millimeter. And I think until it got it, well, it may never get to that point now, who knows? But until it got to that point, who knows if it ever would? I don't feel like it's around the, it's, it's one of those like you buy 10 millimeter because you want it for a specific reason. Um, and I don't know. I just feel like it will, it may never catch on mainstream. I, people can tell me if I'm wrong. I just feel like it's one of those rounds. It's like, well, I need a bear gun or I want something that's got like a little bit more power, but it's like, all right, well, that's yeah. cool. You get like, you get like one or two of them and then they, they, they hang out and that's about it. Yeah. So, right. Um, I mean, right. is there a 10 millimeter out there in the size of a 43 of a Glock 43? <laughs> I mean, are you actually going to carry that? I know there's guys that carry big guns. I used to carry a Glock 19, you know, how many people are actually carrying that? On? Well, so, our, our, yeah, it depends. Like how, I know that for a while people love to carry like the, the XDs that were 45 subcompacts. Like that was a big thing for a while, but mm-hmm. I feel like once nines just got so much smaller, and 45 went out the wayside. People stopped making big calibers and small guns for some mm-hmm. reason. I'm surprised nobody's made the 10 millimeter in like that sub in that compact frame because those things were really popular in like the 2010s and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we should do. Yeah, it. I, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was just gonna say Glock makes a smaller one. I don't know what. Yeah, maybe G26 size possibly. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not real popular. Though. You never see it, and I can't think of the number off the top of my head. Is it, so is it G27 there, there or something like that? I think <laughs> yeah, it was. That's the 40. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. 40. G27 is 45. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what the 10 is. I have a G30, which is a 45 okay. in a small subcompact. I carry that mm-hmm. periodically, but it's fat and heavy. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, let's do a, Let's do an impromptu poll right here, right now. Tell us, everyone out there in the chat, let us know if you had a choice right now, so we're making it this way because of what's going on. If you could buy a 9mm gun right now or a 10mm, you have money, you can only buy one, 9mm or 10mm, which one are you going to buy? And go. <laughs> um, and uh, here's Elfsters. He was already ready before I even finished there. He <laughs> said, uh, Elfsters Rifles and Reloading says, in my opinion, the only way I would get a 10 millimeter is if you reload, then it's no different than reloading for 40 SW. Really, if you don't reload, then just get a 45 ACP. So there you go. Um, Night Train says, uh, G29 is the 10 millimeter subcompact, which I see there that you go. agreed. Um, Flying Rich says, 10 millimeter, got enough nines. Tell us which one you actually carry, Rich. What do you carry? Putang says nine. Uh, carry my revolver in single action says 10 millimeter. Alabaster, Figaro, or nine. Okay, there's going to be a lot of people commenting on this. Richard Maunder, <laughs> nine. <laughs> Mr. Who's going to be that? Somebody needs to go in there and like throw in 38 Super just to be an ass. <laughs> Mr. Lovell yeah. said 45 ACP. That's not even the, that's not an option here, <laughs> sir. Uh, John yeah. Doe, 9. Gorillas and Guns, 9. Kermit Loves Bacon says 9mm. 10mm is a fad. Or he says 100. He put 100mm on there. That is a fad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Devil, uh, yeah. Yeah. JJ fad. Uh, Devil Dog, 81mm <laughs> says neither or neither. Depends on how you want to say it. Um, Home of the Brave says whatever you can buy ammo for. 
And then there's a bunch of nines. Uh, Evie Martin, Syrup Flow, Latina Locked and Loaded, nines, nines. Uh, Chris Bullis says 10 millimeter went on a diet. Now it's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> Motorboater says I own more tens than nines, so probably another 10. If you own more tens than nines, he probably has like every single ten that's been made. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Clovertack is asking me if she, he's he's talking about the community thing. He says uh, that we were discussing. He says uh, Stranger Palooza, the community tab, or just a discussion tab, similar but different. I have to go back and look. I think it's. I think I saw community tab there, but I'll check. I feel like it evolves and becomes a community mm-hmm. tab when you pass that threshold. Yeah. Uh, well, someone was saying earlier that if you have multiple channels, that they maybe just give it to you. I could go pull it up and we could take a look at it um, and see there. So, uh, what, what should we say here on that poll, Rolando? What do you think? Yeah. Uh, which, uh, what, uh, yeah, wh- what, what, which one do we think won out in that poll? <laughs> I think I'm gonna say it's close, but I think it was nine millimeters. Close, I, <laughs> <laughs> what numbers are you looking at? <laughs> how, how did they get close? I don't think it's close at all. So, if you guys search Stranger Palooza, by the way, if you like car stuff, go to Stranger Palooza and subscribe to the channel there. That's where all my car stuff is going to go up on. So here's Stranger Palooza. I just changed the banner for it and all that kind of stuff. We've got new logos that are gonna probably come out as t-shirts and uh, uh, patches and all that kind of stuff as you guys can see up there. But, um, all right, so when I look there, it's a community tab that I see. Um, and it looks like, I don't know if anyone actually um, did the thing yet, but it looks like there's some comments, you know, uh, Special K, you got to go in there and actually, I don't know if people can actually do it. It looks like there's votes, but I'm not really necessarily seeing that here. So we got some people hmm. answering it that I'll go back in there and check that out. Um, so yeah, for for whatever reason it is, and if we go back here to what, uh, what was Clover? Clover said something about this uh, earlier here. Um, he says, so using the community tab on your channel does benefit you, but it's really not a hack by people clicking on those posts, the AICs, they follow you and serves your stuff to them. So, and uh, when I spoke to Crump about this, he said that, you know, probably YouTube, if they're giving it a heavier weight in the algorithm, they're doing it so that people use the community thing more, right? They obviously... Mm-hmm want to um, get that used more. So it, it may look like a hack and all that kind of stuff, but maybe it isn't. Who knows? Um, and Putang Clan gave us a couple of bucks here. He says from Putang Clan, hi, dad. <laughs> so who's his dad? Who's his dad? Shout out to whoever his dad is. Do you know this Putang Clan? Yeah, oh, he's a did? character. Oh, Okay. Are you? Are you? But you're not his dad, are you? No, I. I don't think. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you. I feel like I've seen Putain clan around. <laughs> yeah, he's got a YouTube channel. He's got a YouTube yeah. channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Justin Abbott says any update on the 365. So you guys have a 365, right? Yeah, we're working on it. So I actually just talked to the mold maker mm-hmm. um, a few hours ago. So. It's taken forever. It's a metal injection molded part. Mm-hmm. Pretty complex. We probably could have changed it and made it work easier and machined it and got it done quicker, but 
we just figured we should just do it right from the beginning. And mm-hmm. so we've been teasing it since uh, the beginning of last year. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, of course, everyone's tired of hearing about it, but coronavirus put a put a little pause in that. But anyway, so we're, we're right there. We're, we're pretty close. So I should have samples three or four weeks. I'll test it once we're ready. Then we can crank them out thousands at a time. So oh, cool. we should have enough for everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if not, we'll make more. So. Okay. <laughs> Um, are you guys making, go ahead, go ahead, uh, Orlando. No, no, I was saying that that should be sick. 365 is going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Yeah. We're pretty excited about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could see that happening. Um, you've got a P320 compatible insert I could see here from, uh, so what's going on with that? So that's our first product, Mm -hmm. um, that we did. So Pat, we got a patent on it. Um, mm-hmm. and then the jig as well. So you got to bend the rails over a little different than a, than a polymerate Glock platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say this is the next step for building. Uh, you got to bend the rails down and then trim them to size to fit your slide. And then there's probably seven or eight holes on either side. You have to drill and do a little, little bit of cutting to remove some material. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, after that, it's, it's ready to rock and roll just like a P320. Any of the parts will fit. Uh, it'll do a P250 also. That's been discontinued, so you no, probably cool. can't find any parts for that. But yeah. uh, it works the same for that as well. Yeah, back in the days, man, I had a um, P250. <clears throat> you know, um, I was a big fan of those just because you could take that rail section out, and that was really the firearm and the serialized yeah. part of it, and you could move it around. The triggers were horrible. I think the three. Yeah, yeah, the 320s did a lot better. Are you guys making any, you know, some carbines or something? We could drop those in, or I know there's yeah, some people there's working a, on that. Yeah, uh, we're not. Um, mm-hmm. We leave that up to some other people, but they are uh, firecontrolunit.com mm-hmm. makes a pretty pretty slick one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's there's uh, Flux Defense or some. I think that's Flux Defense. They make a, another yeah similar thing. Arm, arm band, arm brace type right. of extension. So there's a lot of cool stuff out there. BNT makes uh, a folding stock. It's like a pistol with a folding stock on it. Pretty streamlined. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's a bunch of different things coming out for that. There, the fire control unit was supposed to be coming out with an AR-15 that would drop the 320 fire control unit into it. Mm. Uh, so that's I think that's been delayed from the coronavirus stuff too. Mm-hmm. I saw kind of a prototype at Shot Show last year with those guys. So they uh, they they have it working. I know that they've made a couple functioning prototypes uh, over the summer. So I'm hoping to see that. That'll be a, a fun, yeah. uh, fun piece there. I'll roll up a fire control units uh, website here. It looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. Actually. It does look cool. Um, I think there's a you know something to be said for the modularity of that, right? Especially if you can get the trigger right. Yeah, this this looks cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting. You know, I think this kind of stuff can go a long way, man. Um, I don't know how heavily it's adopted in a civilian market, much less uh, you know like military dudes who tend not to like anything new at all. Um, but I, I think um, that kind of stuff is really cool, especially uh, for the people out there. And ins- instead of jumping through all these hoops, you can basically just have all these uh, 
I don't know what we want to call them, but you know, all these units that you could just drop this frame into, or the fire control unit, I guess, drop right. it into there, and then you got different guns, you know? Right. Well, it's like what you can do with an, a regular AR. You just have one lower, and you can switch the mm -hmm. upper for depending on what you want. You know, if mm -hmm. you want like a shorter, a regular carbine 16 inch, or mm -hmm. if you want to put a 20 old school, mm -hmm. you know, A2, A2 kind of build, but you don't necessarily want to build it out entirely. Mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. So it's the same thing. You can do it with your with your handgun fire control group the same way you can do it with your rifle. Yeah, and get more and get more use out of it, and only have one part that actually needs to get registered or or actually background checked. Yeah. So when this stuff is cheap, people are like, well, then what's the point of that, dude? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when it's not so cheap, or when if you live someplace where there's a lot of regulations, a lot of laws, a lot of infringements that make it difficult for you to get your hands on things, hey. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's it makes it easier. OK, so imposter has this question, Jordan. He says, um, are you worried that the feds will ban 80 percent lowers altogether? Obviously, this is one of the things that we heard about from, from Biden talking to the ATF that's on the top of the list. So mm -hmm. what's your thoughts on this? Um, I, I was a little nervous. The first time in the almost eight years or whatever we've been in business, the first time I got nervous was right around the election you know, right when Biden got elected or, or whatever. So I, I don't I don't have a concern right now. We've, we've just doubled down again on what we're doing. So um, I, let's just say that he does, okay, mm -hmm. just for the sake of conversation. There's no way they're going to stop home-built guns. Mm -hmm. Whether I'm selling you this stamp piece of metal that's going to be a P320 or I sell you a flat, because I, I have designs of it as, as a flat and I have bending jigs to start from a cutout piece of flat steel to finish this. So you're not going to ban me from selling a flat piece of steel. Um, and then also, as far as the polymer, uh, you know, frames go for, for a Glock or whatever else is out there, uh, you can 3D print it. Yeah, we're going to print them out. Yep. So no matter what happens, there's going to be parts. They're not, you know, I don't think they're going to regulate slides and barrels and triggers. Um, so we're always going to make that. And maybe we just change our motto a little bit and design it around the 3d printing uh industry so uh it's never going to stop technology is always going to be 20 steps ahead of any kind of gun control they're, they're never ever going to stop home-built firearms so yeah now there's a couple of things i would say to that first of all if you take a look at the uh hr 5717 mm -hmm. that's basically everything yeah, everything is rolled into that, including 80 percenters, including people manufacturing their own firearms. Right. I mean, the, those guys want you to have a license to buy a firearm in the first place, you know, or mm -hmm. to even possess one. They want you to have that. And then they want you to get licenses to possess ammo or buy ammo. There's everything thrown into that. I think uh, I'm with you, though. I think ultimately, no matter what they do on a federal level um, or what they try to do, people are just not going to comply with that. And perhaps what they're going to do is make everything worse because, you know, we have a Second Amendment. We have a ton of infringements on that already. And there's folks um, in politics on both sides of the aisle, I think, that are just not satisfied with that. Mm -hmm. You know, they just want to keep pushing that and going further. And I think what that's going to do is make people break and go, no, forget it. That's it. We're done. We're not even going to deal with you guys at all and comply mm -hmm. with anything. And I think that's more destructive and they just can't see what they're getting up to and what they're doing. Yeah. 
Definitely. I think mass compliance or mass non-compliance mm-hmm. is the only thing they understand. Uh, there was, I, I forget if it was in New Jersey or Connecticut or something with, I forget the details, something with AR-15s, you had to register them and bring them down to the police station and, and do do whatever. Estimate, I'm going to make up the numbers, but 40,000 estimated AR-15s and four of them got registered or put on paper or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that basically it, it doesn't matter what law they pass in that regard because nobody followed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you, and you see what happens when we when we band together, right or wrong, down at the Capitol. Uh, that happened. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's the federal, <laughs> you know, that's where all of the I mean, that's, yeah, I, I don't even know, like, yes, I agree with you, but I agree in this way. What happened at the Capitol several weeks ago was nothing, in my opinion. Yeah. It was not even serious. There was a co-option of, of a rally that Trump had, um, but most of those people, if you, if you just look at what happened uh, after that rally and what actually happened um, in, in Congress there, those weren't really the people in the rally who were out there with their families, you know, wives and kids and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then even if you just look at it for itself, one, those guys were not were not prepared. They really I know they said they found some people with weapons on them or whatever, but there was really nothing going on there. They they could not even now with their preparations. I don't think they can handle a thousand armed right. and serious people trying to do anything uh, to them. And but, you know, they're just twisting a lot of this. Um, and, and it's working even with Republicans. It's just working. That folks are like, oh, this is some kind of insurrection. No, it's not. Right. These people, I've lived in a third world country that's had military coups. That looked nothing even close. Well, look, it, it's like we're, we're seeing this everywhere now. And it's funny because some people mentioned it earlier. Mm-hmm. What's going on with GameStop uh, with their stock price right now? That's the same thing. It is the people said – we're not going to, oh, hedge funds, you guys want to bet against companies and, and screw over people with their 401ks? Let's all, just for the heck of it, buy a failing company's stock and pump our own money into it. And now the hedge funds are freaking out and some trading uh, websites stop trading on it. Why? Because when the elites get uh, punched in the face, oh, now we have to stop everything. I bet they're going to try to create regulations now. Mm-hmm. I think sure. – uh, uh, a uh, uh, TD bank uh, or TD trade or whatever Ameritrade said, "Oh well, maybe we have to put things in place now that if we see people speculating on social media, we immediately stop trading." I was like, "Oh, so you guys can do insider trading and all that stuff, but if we start trying to do the same thing, now you have to change the laws." So it's the same thing. It's rules yeah. for thee, not for me. So we're starting to see it everywhere, not just right. with guns and all that stuff. And people yeah. are waking up and they're saying, "No, we're not going to play this game." Yeah, can you right. break down the GameStop thing? I think uh, Babyface was telling me about this, and I was looking yeah, at a little so bit of a it little, from the beginning. A little bit what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know entirely how it started, mm-hmm. but there is on Reddit. Reddit is like the form of the internet. They have a uh, a forum called uh, Wall Street Bets, and usually guys just go in here and they and they give each other advice on Wall Street, or they joke around, say buy this stock and do all this stuff. So. I guess one guy, I forgot what his name is. I think his name is Roaring Kitty. I guess he's this big like guy on Reddit. You know, every, we all have crazy names on the internet. Right. So he's like, hey, everybody should start buying uh, GameStop right now because some of these huge head funds are, uh, hedge funds are betting that it's going to lose. So let's basically screw them over, pump up the price, and pull them out of the market and use their own game against them because they do this crap all the time. Uh, and you see like CNBC and the media companies collude and say like buy this stock or they did it to Bitcoin essentially when Bitcoin 
first hit 20,000 three years ago, all the financial institutions all of a sudden said, oh, no, you're going to lose your life savings. You need to pull out of there. And they caused Bitcoin to artificially tank. It would have gone up further mm -hmm. back a few years ago. So they did that then. Now they're trying to do the same thing here. And people are like, no, we're just going to screw you over. And they said that even on Reddit, a bunch of new accounts started appearing, telling people to try to buy other stocks. And people suspect that it was Wall Street creating bots and fake accounts to try to pull people out of there to stop doing it. Mm -hmm. And now the SEC is getting involved. Some traders are getting involved. Uh, you, all the institutional bankers are like, people shouldn't be doing this. It's so irresponsible. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. And it's like, no, they know exactly what they're doing. They're playing the same game that you are, mm -hmm. except whereas one or two banks have billions of dollars that you guys can do that. Now this is millions of little people doing the same thing. And you guys don't like it because, oh, now it's insider trading or something like yeah. that. No, it's you guys collude all the time. So we'll see. You'll see how quickly they start trying to change the rules on trading now. Mm -hmm. We'll tell you exactly that it's the truth, that they get to manipulate the system and we can't. Same thing with guns, anything mm -hmm. else. We can have fully automatic weapons. We can have the latest stuff. We can hire security and do all that, but you can't. Mm -hmm. Period. That's it. Mm -hmm. If you even uh, let your friend borrow your gun to go to the range in some states, you'll get arrested and, and that's it. But meanwhile, we can do whatever the heck we want. Yeah. Um, so I think what happened there, and I think Jen Champ Jr. probably summing it up. Uh, you can tell me if, if he's wrong or not, but I, I feel the yeah. same thing. They scared them into a huge short squeeze, he says, and now yep. uh, it's just being pumped. So the thing is, is that if these guys were betting against GameStop, right? So that's yeah. that's a short. So either you go yep. long the stock by buying it, hoping that it gets that it mm -hmm. becomes more valuable. But if you short it, you kind of buy it in a way. Right. Even though yeah. you're not actually buying it, but you're betting that it's going to go down. So when it goes yeah. down, you make money. Uh, exactly. Right. But what happened mm -hmm. is when the stock starts going up there, then these guys who have invested a lot of money into shorting it, they have to now go buy that stock or whatever price it is because they have to mm -hmm. cover that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because essentially they're it's almost like gambling. Mm -hmm. It's exactly like gambling. Mm -hmm. Like you're betting for a team to lose, and then mm -hmm. if they cover it, you're screwed and you have to pay out. Yes. So it's the same thing. Right. And so that's why a lot of people think it's BS because mm -hmm. these hedge funds can essentially get money from 401ks or other speculation. Our money, they can throw it out there, gamble, make billions of dollars mm -hmm. or lose it. And it's like, well, they can get bailed out by the government mm -hmm. uh, if they lose. But we're, we're, we're here holding the bag essentially yeah. because we pay, we pay either way because we are the government's piggy bank. And but we don't get the benefit of it if we happen to lose money on the stock market and speculate. Yes, there's a couple so. of things going on here. NBC uh, Brick says NBC News says short sellers lost 14.3 billion today alone on GameStop yep. <laughs> stock. And um, I think when this first came out, it was like four billion or whatever, right? Yes. Um, so one thing I would always say to people, like when you when it comes to trading and all this kind of stuff, it's just like the real estate market. The people who involved in the trading, so Wall Street in this case, they make money no matter what. They they make money when you go long. They make money when you go short. If you're losing money, they're making money. They make money. But yes, you're right. They have friends and people that they have relationships with that. And sometimes this is the thing about the news, right? To me, I don't trust any of the, of the traditional news that exists out there. No. I stopped trusting them. And this may sound crazy to you, but I stopped trusting them when I started seeing news anchors like legitimate Suppose you know, quote unquote, legitimate news anchors in freaking movies. 
When I started yeah. seeing them showing up in in like DC movies and Marvel movies and this movie and that movie, talking about some crazy thing that doesn't even exist, I was like, these guys are actors. And the reality is this is what they are. And they have their own friends and um, they're kind of like what they call in the, in the trading business, talking their own book. A lot of times that's what these folks are doing. So the other thing I want to say about this, when it comes to these guys out there, now lots of people on Reddit are shit talking in the first place. <laughs> that's an American right. First Amendment, yeah. boom. <laughs> mm-hmm. You have the right to do that. This is what happens in everything. I give you guys an easy thing that we can all look at. Tesla, right? Tesla, I don't, I, I, I did for a little while. I actually, uh, anything I get into, I get deep into it. And I was for a minute deep into uh, stocks and stuff like that. But te- the same thing happened to Tesla. Everyone was mm-hmm. betting against Tesla. There's people who claim to be super genius, smart people out there betting against them, shorting these guys. And, and how did Tesla stay up? Well, one of the reasons is a lot of folks out there, just like with Apple and other companies, there's a lot of people who are like, no, I'm, I own this thing. I'm driving it. I'm going to invest in it. I believe in it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's other people mm-hmm. doing that. And then so there's been a lot of covering of those uh, of those shorts. And there's still idiots that um, that CNBC and all those places are putting on air saying, oh, Tesla's done. <laughs> they're going, they're going I, hate, I don't think they're idiots, Hank. I think that this is what people are trying to expose now is that they're not idiots. They're doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. They want they want to protect the people on top. And mm-hmm. all us peons out there are like, oh, well, they're telling me I should sell this stock, so I got to do it. Yeah. And then meanwhile, the, the guys in the background are like, oh, this is great. We just totally rigged it. Yeah. So – it's, and actually, it's funny and, because and, with the GameStop thing, talking mm-hmm. about Tesla, mm-hmm. Elon Musk was the one that like he just threw out a tweet basically saying game stonks. And everybody was like, Elon is in on it. We got to buy more because Elon loves doing this stuff. That's why they hate Elon so much. And he gets in trouble with the SEC because mm-hmm. he just says, I don't care. I'm just going to say what I'm thinking. And he like causes the market to explode. Yeah. Um, look, where were these people when the housing market was crashing right and then when the government came in and bailed out all the banks but not the people Mm -hmm. right look at look at look at this week uh everybody all the big businesses were in davos and who was one of the keynote speakers xi jinping the dictator of china you got to be kidding me so all the (laughs) capitalist companies are going there and they're like xi jinping paragon let's listen to what this guy's saying i mean the fix is in everybody that's what i know we're talking about yeah Yeah, i know we're talking about guns but this is obvious because it permeates to everything and it goes back down to why they want to get rid of guns because that's the last equalizer because then they know nobody will ever be able to stand up to them so as long as we have them they can wag their fingers they can do what they want Mm -hmm. but they know like we still can't really get them like we can't get them yet because they still have their guns so Mm -hmm. we know that like we can't push them past the last limit yeah so So. first of all if someone's wondering why we're talking about something that's not guns because gun guys are not uh one faceted you know single faceted (laughs) creatures right we're multifaceted people and we're into a lot of different yeah. things. So, and I think yes, it does come back to it. Like uh, I always tell people, guns are a gateway drug to freedom. And if you believe in freedom, this kind of stuff makes you mad, right? If the people cannot right. participate in the market the way they want to, 
And then the government gets to come in there and control things to their own satisfaction. And you have politicians, right, who who have something at stake here. We've seen it m- many times before that a lot of these guys just go into politics so they can get they can figure out what's going on here. And if they don't do it, people in their family are, are trading off of these things. They could do that. They can manipulate things and do whatever they want. The people cannot do it. If the people cannot do it, and if we keep getting shut down everywhere that we turn, we have no choice but to turn to our guns. Mm-hmm. End of story right yep. there. You know? Yep. Um, okay, Brian Quick says, where is Hank's Cybertruck? Okay. Um, I have a I have a, a Tesla Model Y, if anyone is uh, interested in knowing. Lola has fallen in love with that thing. She drives it mostly every day. I think it's actually pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the 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 uh, the Cybertruck's not coming out. I think until the I think it's coming out at the end of 2022, or maybe in the beginning, sometime of 2022, they may start building them. I'm like number 285 thousand on the line. If anyone is curious to know, so <laughs> I don't think I might see that thing until 2023. Or whatever, right? Like an actual option um, to get that thing. Because I don't know how many they're going to build the first year when they put it out. I'm assuming maybe 50,000? Maybe 100? Um, it's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, who knows? It might. I, I have a feeling it's going to go... I, if, if anyone is in doubt that Tesla's going to build that, I'm just going to tell you don't bet against them on that one. They're going to make that Cybertruck and they're going to sell a crap ton of them. Um, I think they took what six, seven hundred thousand pre-orders. So yeah, um, something like that. They got the they got the factory started down in Texas too. Yeah, those fa- so they factories broke on that not long ago. Yeah, yeah, factories are going up like crazy. Where's that factory in Texas? Outside of Austin? I I don't know. I think I Giga, think it is Giga Texas. Yeah, and I think that's where they're going to make the Cybertruck. Yeah. Um, and then they may make a different, slightly different Cybertruck for Europe or anywhere else, but they they. Giga Berlin is going up real fast. They're putting up factories everywhere. They are going to make that thing. Um, and then it's a lot like, look at the C8, right? For a long, the Corvette. Yeah, right. For a long time, people were like, yeah, make make a Corvette for the, for the younger dudes. When I say me as a younger dude, it's kind of, you know, I'm not the old school dudes who were like in their 70s. You know, I'm, I'm going into my early 50s. And I want something different. I want my Corvette to to be like a modern supercar versus the older guys wanted their Corvettes maybe to be like sexy muscle cars or something. I want it to be. So I wanted a mid-engine. Corvette Mm -hmm. actually developed that, made it, and put it out there. And I guess because of coronavirus, which is a theme (laughs) tonight, (laughs) um, they didn't get that many out there. Do you know those things are selling way over retail? They're selling somewhere like if you if you're lucky twenty thousand over retail all the way up to fifty sixty thousand dollars over the retail price because there's they correct I barely seen yeah I've barely seen any yeah, yeah. Um, and they look awesome by the way I don't know if have they you do. guys seen them on the street yeah no I've seen yeah. them down here yeah today was I a crazy see. day I saw one of the new C8s I saw. I saw like three. I saw like a Lamborghini and two Ferraris, but that's like a normal day in South Florida. Just driving. Yeah, I was just about to say, man. Seriously, but but it was like, but it's crazy (laughs) because I see more. I saw more of the same Ferrari than I did of the Corvette. So you're right. Like I see more Ferraris and Lambos around here than I do the new Corvettes. 
Yeah. That's how rare they are. Um, man, look, I like Ferraris. I don't want anyone to think I don't like a Ferrari, but I'm more highly likely to get that Corvette. And I think in a lot of ways it's, it's better. I feel like Ferrari is kind of like the common man supercar. <laughs> it's the most common of the supercar. I see more Ferraris than anything else around no. here. So for me, Ferraris aren't a big deal. I don't listen so. once again, <laughs> once again, <laughs> sir. That's how yeah. it is in South Florida, man. Ferraris yeah. are a dime a dozen. Now I actually, I'm more surprised when I get more excited when an Aston drives around because they're actually much rarer than a Ferrari around here. Uh, for some that's reason, because Aston's most of the Aston big. Martins are broken down somewhere. Yeah, probably. That's what's, that's uh, what's yeah. going on over I've there. even seen a few uh, a few of not just the Fisker karma, but mm-hmm. the new karma. Now that's just the karma karma or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. I've seen a few of those. And I was like, wow, these, these this thing is crazy. Like, how have I seen this car down here? Mm-hmm. I've actually seen like two or three of them. Yeah, in Miami, you're going to see maybe it's the same. Maybe it's the same guy. Yeah. You know, that, Basically, that all the cars in Miami belong to a rental agency. That's what it two, is. Yeah. Those dudes. Now, where I live in the country, and I'm sure where Jordan lives, he's in Pennsylvania. Where yeah. I live in the country, I'm just seeing a lot of pickup trucks. <laughs> see, I get more excited when I see a, I get yeah, more excited yeah, when I see yeah. a lifted pickup truck or Jeep down here because it's like, oh yeah, another Ferrari. Like, okay, big deal. Like, I don't really care. Right. <laughs> That's how it is. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's crazy. I, what do you see? What are you even into cars, Jordan? I don't know if you're. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got a buddy that has a C8. He has a blue one. It's the first blue one I've seen. It's oh. like a, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's it's sweet. Does he like it? Uh, he, he loves it. He just put it away for the winter, but. Uh, away for the, oh my God, that's a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but I have, a, I have a Tesla Model S uh, P100D. Oh, so cool. Oh, you were early. Uh, yeah. yeah. You've been in so the Tesla love, game for a minute. I just got it last year. I bought used. Oh, okay. I'm not. Oh, okay. Uh, Party status or whatever mm-hmm. you guys are rolling mm-hmm. there, but <laughs> but I got I, I got my Tesla used. It was only like a couple of months used though, but hey, yeah. I'll take it. They don't lose it's their value like, that much. No, not really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so you're autopilot's enjoying that? The, yeah, autopilot's the the best. I drive like four minutes to work, but Elon takes the wheel, and I just kind of relax. <laughs> <laughs> <checks the mail>. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. But, like it too though it's fast it's just unbelievable yeah um one of my favorite car guys that i look at is in pennsylvania street speed 717 do you ever i know this is a random question but do you ever run into him no i think he's out towards philly maybe oh okay he's supposed to be a gun guy from what i've seen he's like a gun dude from what i hear yeah i've seen some of his videos but yeah 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 he doesn't do too many videos on guns i think he's done a couple Okay. But uh yeah, I mean he's he's uh he's always out there giving away cars. I think he gave away like three of those Corvettes already. Oh nice. Wow. Yeah, so um but yeah, man, those things are sexy. I've seen them in, in person. Uh ridiculous. Uh John Crump I, go ahead. Oh no, I actually heard uh because the C eights are so hard to get, mm-hmm. I think it was North Carolina or South Carolina, one of those states gave them away uh, for the lottery. But they didn't actually buy the car in advance. So they had the cash and they were like, well, we'll just buy the car whenever uh, we choose the winner. Yeah. And then no dealer was like, no, we're not going to give it away for like 65 mm-hmm. or 70 grand that they're saying. We're selling these for like 100 grand. 100, we're not yeah. going to give it up. And so they had to like figure it out. And I was like, wow, that's that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, like he won the car. But he get it. Those have sold for 120. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, John Crump gave us five bucks here. He says, JSD Supply, use code CRUMPY for a discount. Nice. He's the best. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you, yeah. You you were thinking, I was thinking something with a B in, in my head also, but you, the best is a good <laughs> is a good way to put it. Shout out to John out there. Um, yeah, he he obviously already has a code for uh, JSD supply. We're going we're gonna to have to get up on that. We'll have to get a... a We'll have to get a code for you guys out there. Uh, <laughs> Krupp is no joke, man. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's Krupp see. Foyer anybody yet? Today? <laughs> oh, he's a foyering machine. I love it. I yeah. love it. Yeah, he's over there <laughs> spitting those things out like crazy. Um, he's got the printer all day. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see what other stuff. I know we got sidetracked here for a second <laughs> into, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, yeah, Jen Champ says, I wouldn't be surprised if the media turns this into some BS to get hold on Reddit. I don't know, man. Is Reddit easy to take down like that? I don't know. Uh, well, Reddit is weird because Reddit for a while was like, I, I would almost call it libertarian. It was kind of mm -hmm. like the internet itself. But then obviously with, you know, Donald Trump coming in, it made people go crazy uh, on, on either side. So I know that the Donald was like the biggest subreddit, most successful for a while. And like mm -hmm. the Reddit moderators pretty much got them excommunicated off the platform. They started their own website. So I think a lot of like the progressive Internet culture guys kind of took over Reddit. But I think now that the institution, the man is cracking down on this, I think that the Redditors are going to realize like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Like Antifa the other day got banned off of Twitter, some of their accounts, because they started uh, attacking the DNC in Portland or something like that. Mm -hmm. So. Look, as soon as you go after, like, once the useful idiots have fulfilled their usefulness, they're going to crush everybody, yeah. too. Yeah. So they think that, oh, yeah, Trump got banned and now all these other conservatives and everybody now, they're going to go down the list. So it's going to be the gun people and all these people. They're going to be like, yeah, we got rid of them all. And it's, then they're going to do one thing that the left doesn't like. And they're going to be like, wait a second, that's not fair. We don't like that. And they're going to be mm -hmm. like, we're going to ban you, too. And they're going to be like, but we were on your side the whole time. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, well, that's what happens. Mm hmm. So you're just setting yourself up. I think, uh, you know, I think we'll see a lot of that. Oh, of here. course. It's, yeah. All communists, you know, the communist motto, crush all dissent. That's that's how it is. everybody <laughs> thinks that they're going to be yeah. there. I'm going to be part of the regime. It's like, no, you're not. You're a peon like everybody else. If you're not in the regime before it starts, you're done. <laughs> yeah. They need more. They need more uh, meat than leaders. They need more food. Yeah than leaders they need more slaves than leaders mm -hmm. so you could get you could get along with that stuff and then hey you know um it's not just the people who like there's this whole conversation about people who are supposedly pro-gun or gun people but they vote for the left well you know um you're gonna have to change come off your position you know mm -hmm. so i get it I, I don't have any problem with people being hey be who you want to be right i'm not trying to tell people what to do or what to believe but if this is what you believe this is the result of it you know if this is what you support this is the result of it so you just have to look at this you know you maybe have to um have a conversation with yourself look i think it's the same thing for republicans there's lots of republicans who we cannot count on right now i am not going to support those people as far as i'm concerned might as well have liberals in there might as well have right. democrats in there makes no difference to me, right? But if this is what you believe, then this is the result of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing. Um, 
you know, when we talk about, uh, like I was looking at some of the videos of these girls on sports teams that are complaining because now guys could just say they're girls and compete against them and get all the trophies. It's sad. Mm -hmm. I feel I feel yeah. bad about that. But this, you support this. You know, right. you might want to come off your position. Huh? I said that's what you get when yeah. that's what you support. I mean, yeah. it's, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to start questioning what you believe. Now, do uh, I, I don't know, man. From the, a lot of stuff that I've seen, I don't trust a lot of Republicans out there either. So, No. Uh, well, I think it's I think it's been proven that you can't. Uh, I mean, look, Hank, in our own state, what they did to us here. Mm -hmm. So and like and like Lewis from GOA told us, he said they pretty much are just squishy. They they're they're the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. You've got you've got the crony guys in Washington, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of regular Republicans they're just squishy. So if as soon as somebody complains, they'll just do whatever the 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 trend tells them. So we just need to be the ones that complain, and they sh they'll start voting for what we want. That's kind of the difference. So we have. One party that's totally against us and one party that doesn't stand for anything. So we might as well at least co-opt the one that doesn't stand for anything and force them to do what we want. And if they don't, then we say to hell with both of them. Let's move on from here mm -hmm. and do something else. But I yeah. think that's kind of where we're at. I think we just f put force on the Republicans because I think I think we saw a lot more engagement in this election from people that were never politically engaged. And they might feel disenfranchised, but it was also the first time that they played the game. So you can't give up after after playing the game once. I get it. Maybe national elections, you're done with that. But the local side, we can win. Mm -hmm. We can still win that. And that's where most of these battles are being fought. The feds can try to do what they want. It's really the states that are going to enforce everything at the end of the day. So if we keep the states pro-gun, the feds can scream and, and do all this stuff. And eventually they won't be able to do very much. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have to focus on. Yeah. Do you want to jump in here, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, I, th I think the local, even local, down to your county yeah. stuff is, is huge, huge, mm -hmm. huge. Uh, you know, you see a lot of stuff lost in, in cities, in different industries. Uh, you know, San Diego can make its own rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. and that's, you know, something that's legal in the rest of the state. Well, San Diego, you can't have it here. It's Well, it's just stupid. It's, it mm -hmm. doesn't make any sense. So your, your local stuff, I think, is probably far more important than, than the national, uh, national things. So... Um, county treasurer, even you know something you don't even think about something that you know is stupid. You, you got to vote the right way, uh, whatever side you're on, whatever you think the right way is. You got to vote for it to keep it going from from there on. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean that's true, and and that's your first line of defense. So we're thinking like you know we're, we're thinking okay the first line of defense we normally would think oh it's got to be the feds and who's president and and what these guys are doing up in Congress well if you're really worried about it what are they going to do if they want to come get it from you at some point they have to show up somewhere near to you right and this is what you want to think about and this is where you have the most uh, effect over who's your mayor who's your sheriff who's right. your you know who are your um, in, in your state, the politicians that go to, um, you know, to your like uh, state Senate, et cetera, right? Your state Congress, who, the, who are the ones you send out to Congress or to the Senate to, to represent your state? You have some control over those kinds of things. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I believe that we have to make sure that if there's politicians out there and they are not, um, you know, I don't think that the Constitution should um, have any any kind of like dabblings in politics. 
What's in the Constitution? We just that's in the Constitution. That's not political. But once you start trying to take things apart in there, and people agree with that when it comes to to a lot of different things, right? If it comes to freedom of speech, well, people used to agree with the Mostly, freedom yeah. of speech thing. Uh, I don't know if they agree with it anymore. So I think that's the way that we should all look at it. And and the Second Amendment is there for a reason. And if you have people like you know, if you have even Dave Chappelle understanding that. You know, that hasn't gone away now because Trump's not president and Biden's president. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's still in effect. So even if Dave Chappelle, let's say, as an example, supports Biden being the president, he's not going to support Biden when Biden starts saying, well, you can't say this anymore. Right. That's what we're talking about. If you support that and now this guy's president, he goes, "Yeah, I don't like the language you're using. If you keep using that, we're going to cancel you. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, you still lose your freedom and ultimately it's going to come back around to it that if you want to fight for your freedom, you know, you're going to actually have to fight for it. You know, and you're going to be fighting a government that no matter what they say about guns will be happy to use attack helicopters against you <laughs> and tanks. OK, right. and machine guns, <laughs> you know, against you and suppressors. <laughs> OK, all of that stuff. So, um, you know, uh, let's see here. Uh, Paulie Walnuts says, uh, <laughs> uh, I heard a member of my club uh, who's a firearms and ammunition distributor uh, that say that there's a potential ban coming very soon on all Russian ammo, 75% chance. I heard that they want to ban, they, they want to ban all imports, basically ammo, guns, all that stuff. At yeah. first. That's one of the things they want to do because that would be easier for them to do that. Mm -hmm. That's. That's an easier for, uh, thing for them to do uh, to block off than, you know, going after domestic stuff right away. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Maybe John Crump could answer that better than any of us can, I think. Yeah. Uh, They're going I'm after everything. They're going yeah. after everything. A everything so. that I've seen. I mean, Biden's Biden's gun plan was out for months and it was mm -hmm. basically everything combined. That was right. his goal. So yeah. if if you're hearing a rumor, I wouldn't be surprised. At this point, they're going to throw everything at it. And the question is, are we going to have people with a heart that even stand up and uh, push back against this kind of stuff? Um, just buying ammunition is going to be a problem. So forget about where it's made. Just buying ammunition is going to be a problem. I've, but I, I've, all, I've, I've kind of described it like I, I described this analogy that we're in this weird position. It's almost like, let's say you have a small country that doesn't have a powerful military, but they happen to have nuclear weapons. Mm -hmm. So they can't they can't stand up in com in a conventional fight against another power that's trying to uh, intervene. But they also can't just use their nukes because that's crossing a huge threshold. Mm -hmm. So the other side just keeps poking. First, they cut off their supplies. Then they cut off trade. They do all this stuff and they basically get you to a point where you're so close to the threshold, but you can't do anything because if you do it, it look like you are the one who's escalated. And that's what they're trying to do. And I think that that's where they're going to try to get us. And I think the long term play, if they if they had patience, would be to to strangle us out. Let us keep everything that we have, but basically make it so that you can't buy anything new. People will still keep making stuff in the background like we always do. But that's going to be niche. Then they wait one or two generations. Everything else is grandfathered in, but you can't buy any new stuff. And eventually you choke out the culture. The culture will eventually die off no matter what. There will there'll be one percent of us that hide out and we're always telling our stories to our kids and and we keep mm -hmm. them alive and we pass those guns down. But the mainstream will be like, 
ah, man, it's so hard to buy a gun that it's not even a big deal. Like, I don't care anymore. Yeah, but it's attrition over time. But but I think that was the old strategy. Now I think they've lost their patience because millennials are crazy and millennials are getting in charge and they want everything right away. So now they might overplay their hand because now they have all these people that like, we've been waiting 60 years to take over everything. Now you have to like do it. And the old school is like, no, you can't do it that way. Then they'll actually fight back if we do it. You got to do the boiling frog thing. Mm-hmm. But I think now I think now they've lost their patience and we're going to see them do try to do some I think also young time. people are into guns and they're worried about that. Yeah, you of course. You have to cut it off at some point somewhere, right? Yeah. For, to make the same point that you're making, that yeah. you have to stop it somewhere so that people grow up and don't see this as the American way. But you yeah. have young folks out there like my kids that are, you know, now in their 20s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, you know, they're into guns too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, um, let me let me do this because, oh, you know, we're talking Crump was here and this brings up a point. I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but actually um, on his YouTube channel is this video. It says, is this senator the key to saving the Second Amendment? And he's showing uh, Manchin. Right. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his name. Yes. Um, And there's an article that he did with him. Let me see. Where is that article? I got to find. Yeah, there's another. Well, I don't. Did Crump do this? No. Someone else from Amoland says Arizona, West Virginia, the filibuster, the Second Amendment and the Supreme Court. And it's basically talking about Manchin and Senator uh, Sinema from Arizona. And these are the people who are probably holding off everything right now. Um, these are Democrats. I believe I know Manchin is for sure, and, and I believe Sinema is as well, right? That's why it's an issue. And they're holding off everything from these guys getting rid of the filibuster, which, if they do that, would allow them to force all these things out our throat and, of course, you know, uh, pass all these bills, and then it would go up to the White House and it would get signed, and then the only place you'd have to fight it is in the Supreme Court, which has been somehow corrupted— Whatever, uh, you know, the folks up in the Supreme Court are doing, they don't really care I, about the Constitution I, anymore. What do, you, what do you think about this whole thing if you're following it? Uh, I don't know if you want to go first, or Jordan, or... Yeah, go for it, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, I just happen to know a little bit about this. So I heard that Manchin, and surprisingly, she's been the most surprising and bizarre senator that the Democrats have. Kristen Cinema out in mm-hmm. Arizona, she's confounding because sometimes... She sounds like the most hardcore progressive, and other times she sounds like a libertarian. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what she is. Maybe she's one of those crazy, like left wing libertarians that that's like a unicorn. Maybe she's one of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, but but they both said basically that for them the filibuster's off the table, and I think Cinema basically said we don't want to set a precedent that we can't uh, go behind. Like we we need these things. Mm-hmm. So I was actually pretty surprised. Mansion. He's in West Virginia. I don't know how he gets away with with some of the things that he does sometimes. It's because he ends up bringing stuff back to West Virginia in the end. But uh, he's been kind of all over the place. I think he said he wouldn't do the filibuster. But then before he was like, we have to impeach the president. We have to impeach Trump. But I I, I don't know. I mean, there's been rumors out there that he might flip. Right. He's on both sides. Yeah, yeah, there's rumors out there that he might flip and come to the Republican side. The, yeah. the issue with all of these people who are right on the edge, in my opinion, is there's always the potentiality here of, you know, gamesmanship, right? Of course. Because if you're right in the middle and you're, you're the deciding factor, everybody's offering you something. 
Yeah, he's he's playing for power. He's trying yeah. to see who can make the best. He's horse trading right now. Yeah, and I'm sure Democrats are giving him at this point whatever he wants, especially since there are rumors out there that he might flip. And I'm sure Republicans are like, hey, I mean, you, he, you there's no better seat right now. Yeah. <laughs> to be I in also, but his one. Mm-hmm. I also heard that uh, before Mansion and Cinema, but kind of came out, the filibuster was what was on the table for the deal between McConnell and Schumer mm-hmm. that basically McConnell's like, well, I'll let the MP- I'll let you take out Trump if you take if you make the filibuster, if you take it off the table, I don't care. So, I mean, that kind of tells you everything, too, about how the Republicans were playing it the last four years. Yeah, I so, think they need uh, to. I think they all need Trump. to stop talking about Trump. I think they need to stop talking about him because you when you speak power to his name, you know, it's not well, it's it, not really helping you. So. That's what he is. He's pulling he's pulling an Obi-Wan Kenobi now. If they impeach him, well, if they impeach him, he can't run again if they convict him. But I think Rand Paul already got 45 Republicans to say it was unconstitutional. If they do that, John, if they do that, the Republican Party's done for. I, I well, can't and, even believe well, they're even no, no, entertaining no, for, it. No, no, 45 Republicans said this is an unconstitutional impeachment because John Roberts already said he won't preside over it mm-hmm. because he's like he's not the president anymore. There's no, there's nothing to do here. Let it go. So then the Democrat, <laughs> so then the Democrats are like, well, we'll make the president pro tempore, the president uh, uh, preside over the impeachment. And the Republicans are like, that's BS. There's nothing in the Constitution that he's not the president anymore. You can't do this stuff now. You're making it up. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where they're at now. And so I think they're hosed. I think they're they've are they're already hosed. It's going to be a sham. Mm-hmm. But any any of the five Republicans and Mitch McConnell. That didn't go for that. They better be ready. They're they they. I think they're done politically. I think they destroyed themselves. But we'll if see. If they're not done, we need to we need to well, dun them. We need to finish yeah, the, them. Yeah, the, the establishment. Then we know the establishment. It's all totally rigged, and they can't be taken down. And you gotta you know either co-opt the party. You gotta have to primary everybody, or just. I don't know. Throw everything into do pull a GameStop. Put everyone in the Libertarian <laughs> yeah. Party and pump yeah, the exactly. Libertarian Party. We could, sudden, like, oh we could take these guys down. We could take these guys down. Don't believe that. If the if Reddit could do it, do not believe that we can't do it. Which, you, you pump and you run and you run everywhere. Yeah. You run Tea Party people or whatever you want to call it, MAGA, whatever you populist patriots, whoever you want to call it, freedom constitutionalists. You run them everywhere and you overwhelm yeah. the Republican. Make them make them in primaries the fight for it. Make them have to work to get every single thing and make it difficult for them. And a couple of them can can actually be taken down. Um, you know, uh, I know Crump was saying in his thing for folks to reach out to uh, Manchin and like try to, you know, bring him back over to the lights. I, I don't know how, how anyone wants to look at that. What, what do you think about this, Jordan? I'm curious. Do you do you follow this kind of stuff or are you spending your time just, uh, you know, making 80 percenters? Yeah, I mean, most of my time is spent on, on shipping and trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to get more stuff. But, uh, you know, Manchin... I was a number of years ago, him and Toomey from Pennsylvania got together, tried to do some, I, I, you know, background, you know, universal background checks and, and tried to push some of that through. So mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of either one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's kind of like they don't stand for anything. They just stand for whatever's popular mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. gets them what they want, which I, I despise. I mean, you, you need to have mm-hmm. a backbone and, and do do what you think that you should do, I guess. But, uh, and then Trump, uh, you know, I'm kind of tired of hearing about him. Uh, he's a legend now. They, they just keep talking about him. Like he <laughs> yeah. go, away. you didn't hear anything about Trump before he started running mm-hmm. and he feeds off of it. That's his energy mm-hmm. is everybody talking about him. So, you know, good or bad or like him or don't like him. It's like, just 
He's well, clearly no. the most dangerous man in the room who's not even <laughs> in the room. Well, what yeah. have I heard people say? He's like he's like Obi-Wan Kenobi. When you strike mm-hmm. me down, I come back stronger. That's how he is. He's just becoming yeah. more mm-hmm. powerful. And he's been quiet. So, see, he almost should have learned that when he was president. Like, just stay off Twitter for like five days every once in a while, and yeah. everybody will freak out. They'll flip yeah. out, and they'll go crazy. And then you can get anything you want because you'll show that they're the ones that are crazy. But, you, you know, he would fight every day. Yeah. So we either need to co-opt the Republican Party. Um, and if it's like the NRA and it's un- non-co-optable, unassailable. Yeah. Yeah. Then we need to let it go and we need to create something. And then they say, well, you're tearing us down. OK, you need to be torn down. <laughs> you, right. you don't want to comply. This is what's happened with the left. They've taken over the Democratic Party, period. Right. Mm-hmm. You cannot yep. get rid of AOC. <laughs> you cannot get rid of her no matter what she does or says you cannot get rid of her over there right so it's the yeah, same for. yeah we need to employ the same tactics against these people um you know third part i don't know if we take over the libertarian party whatever it is you know maybe that's an option mm-hmm. that's out there but we need to do that and then if those guys want to do something they've got to come over to our side and then we've got to make sure that they're with us if they're not with us they are totally used they are they are equal to democrats yeah mm-hmm. right you gotta love their creativity the left man they've been pulling some stuff out and using mm-hmm different old laws i mean i don't follow it that closely but mm-hmm. they're, they're very creative we mm-hmm. are such slugs you know the, the mm-hmm. republican side they don't uh, nobody thinks it doesn't seem like anybody thinks more than one or two steps ahead um it's because so. they tr- it's because i think uh, conservatives we, we try to play honorably so sometimes it's like we're not even and, and I'm not just saying us specifically, I'm saying in general, it's almost like we're incapable of thinking that way because we don't want to, because we're like, that's duplicitous or we can't use those tactics like protesting. We should protest a lot more peacefully. It's effective. Right. It works. Mm-hmm. It wins the hearts and minds. That's why a lot of people have been saying we need to read like the leftist stuff. We, we need to read like Saul Alinsky, because at the very least, even if we don't use their tactics, mm-hmm. when they start using them, we'll know, oh. There we go. This is all BS. This mm-hmm. is exactly out of the playbook. And we call them out and they're exposed. Or mm-hmm. we use some of their tactics against them and they can't do anything to stop it mm-hmm. unless they stop themselves from using the tactics. Mm-hmm. And so either way, they lose. So I think that's what we need to try to do. We have to do what they do. And the first thing is just getting involved in local politics. Too many mm-hmm. people don't go there or the school board and things like that. We've lost all of that. And then the next thing you know, your schools are taking away like uh, marksmanship classes or anything to do with guns. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, we were on the way to that. Remember, stuff. remember this thing called the Tea yeah. Party. It was pretty big in Florida. Right. It was well, kicking ass in Pennsylvania. The, established, Lots the of establishment places. took them out. The establishment. <laughs> How? Took them out. How do they take them out? The Republican Party it. said, "Oh, guys, come over here to us." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and they had a couple of bad candidates, but I could argue that maybe the Republicans ran their own bad candidates on purpose and co-opted and said, this guy's Tea Party and he sucks. See, now all the Tea Partiers are terrible. Because mm-hmm. I know there was like one or two Tea Partiers that they really were pretty dumb and they were like, oh man, <laughs> you guys got to go. And then that's who everyone focused on because they made the movement look bad. Yeah. There's and a lot of there's a lot of subjects out there I don't care about. But, you know, we need folks who are focused on the Constitution. Mm-hmm. That, that's yep. it right now. That's what we need if you want to save America. 
as it is, okay? You need people to focus on the Constitution and deal with that. There's a lot of other things I don't care about, what who people get married to, what they do, whatever, right? right? Those are things I'm not really super concerned about. You don't hurt me or mine, you, you know, you don't mess around with little kids or whatever, Okay, right. go do go do you, but don't go after. Don't start dismantling the constitution because I know where that winds up, what that becomes, right? And I've left the country that I was born in and that my family had a stake in, you know, where we could do things. I mean, I literally remember as a kid my dad playing chess with the prime minister of our country, and I was under that chess table grabbing their beers and drinking it. It's like a little kid. I left I left Guyana when I was five years old. So I'm trying to tell you guys, at like four years old, I was grabbing those beer bottles <laughs> off the table and drinking them. So I know what it is my family left behind. My father worked for the government, right? You know, there's people in my family that have that have become uh, the prime minister of the country that I was born in. Why did, why did my family leave that behind to be here? Okay, freedom. Okay, you we gave up power and all that kind of stuff, the position that we were in to be free. (laughs) Okay, now lots of people would choose that power over anything, but that's what America is becoming, that there's certain folks out there. that are like, no, screw it. We will dismantle this as long as we have the power. Okay, Mm -hmm. the only way for them to do that is to take it away from everyone out there. So to me, that's totally useless. I'm not going back to Guyana. I would rather fight and die right here. Okay to to not have america regress into that all right mm-hmm. it's just not it's just not worth it to me so um i think we have to do ultimately what we have to do you know in the meanwhile we'll try things and and fight about things or whatever but i'm definitely not complying with anything um so let, let's let's try to get to this because stick it in her axle uh, has this question that he keeps asking, or, or I don't know. Uh, I've had things going on, uh, 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 almost lost eyesight, sorry to hear that. So, missed episodes. Has this been talked about here before? Are binary triggers legal in Florida? Anyone? So, um, I don't know who wants to, do you, anyone out there want to take this before, before I do? I'm not sure, so. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Um, so uh, here's what I would say. So there's a bunch of stupid ass laws that went to into effect after Parkland here in Florida. Mm-hmm. And there's something similar to that. As far as I'm concerned, it's a lot of BS, a lot of nonsense. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, I think it's poorly written. I don't know how it's enforceable. But technically, there's some law that goes against you buying any or possessing any firearm that the rate of fire of the fire accelerators has yeah, been changed. Well, if you read the way that it's written, uh, and we talked about this a long time ago before it went into effect, and we try to get people in Florida to pay attention to this. Ultimately, none of that prevailed. Created lots of issues for me because I got into big fights with the politicians here, Republicans, that uh, put this into effect. Um, <laughs> so... Um, what I would say about that is there's technically some kind of law out there, and that's why you would see that there are companies that create specifically your question is in regards to binary triggers. They don't um, deliver those binary triggers to Florida, right, because there's some kind of law. But when you look at it, there's a lot of BS in there, and I'm not really sure how 
or if they're even going to enforce that in the first place. Because the way that it reads is if, so for example, let's say you're a two-gunner, three-gunner, and you get a trigger, and you adjust that trigger once you buy that gun to make it faster, then that's that's, uh, against how this law was written. Mm -hmm. So that means they could just go, and there's tons of three-gun, two-gun matches going on in Florida. So they could just go out there and get those things and arrest people, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, but then again, if the gun comes like that, it's not clear as to whether or not that's an issue. Yep. Right? So this is just, this is an example of how stupid things get put into effect and then they wind up out there and we can't get rid of them. And I know that there are people in Florida trying to undo that. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, there's certain, there's a lot of counties actually in Florida that are 2A counties as well. I don't, I don't even really know what that means if it has any teeth. I think once again, it comes down to who are your local people and what, and whether or not they're going to go after you. you Yeah. So I I think, I think a lot of that sanctuary stuff is going to come down to money. It's going to be, if you are, let's say that states start doing 2A sanctuaries, Mm -hmm. Are they actually going to stand? I could see them standing up to like, well, we're not going to let the ATF arrest our, our you know, state residents. Mm-hmm. But when Congress then says, OK, any state that does not enforce these laws, we're not going to give federal funding to. Then are the states going to be sanctuary, mm-hmm. Second Amendment sanctuaries after that? Because we've seen instances where I've heard stories with law enforcement. I think that there was, ah, gosh, I don't know where it was, but. It was a town, there was a protest, and the police actually joined with the protesters and agreed with their grievances. So the city basically was like, any cops that are here, basically, we're going to get rid of your pensions if you don't do this. Or they agreed with the police union, we'll actually increase your pensions. And the cops were like, all right, we're out of here. We're going to arrest everybody now. And that was it. They were done. So once they got what they wanted, they they stop caring about everybody else and about their rights. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm curious. If the feds start cracking down and saying sanctuary state, all right, we're going to cut off your federal funding. Who's going to actually stand up to that. Now, if states start standing up to that, I'll be impressed. That's, one um, of, that's some, one of, I, I think there are states who are going to stand up to it. Um, it. It really depends because the flip side of that is the states are giving a lot to the federal government, right? That's true. Now, you know, we'll, and, and some now of these we'll, places want to be bailed out. And I think a yeah. lot of states should say, yeah, we're not bailing you guys out, you know. And that's why there's well, that's people that are talking about seceding from. from well, what's you going don't on. even have to because I think I heard uh, Mark Meckler, he's with the Convention of States. So if people haven't heard of an Article 5 convention, the states can actually vote to have a constitutional convention and they can change the constitution themselves. You need 35 states, I think, mm-hmm. or 34. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was saying that if you go back to just original federalism, you get rid of like the central bank, the Fed, which didn't exist when the country was founded, and you make it so that states can't get bailed out. Mm-hmm. Then California, Illinois, and those states now at the beginning were kind of screwed because they're already like minus, they're already negative. So we have to figure that out. But going forward, it would be like, Let well, go bankrupt. <laughs> you're not going to get bailed out. So you can't do that even if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. And because you're a state, you can't print your own money. So unfortunately, the federal government can do whatever they want because the Fed is like, let's make the printer go. And they just print out more money. States can't do that. So states would actually be restricted if the Fed said, no, we're not going to bail you out because it's like, well, now we're screwed. Like we literally can't do anything about that. Mm -hmm. So it's it's going to be it's going to come down to that. It it would come down to money both ways. If the states withhold tax funding to the feds 
or vice versa. That's how you would get traction either way. And that's historically how it's been. That's how the drinking age got passed. It's like, well, we won't give you money for roads if you don't make the drinking age 21. And the states were like, well, that's not that big of a deal. We can give give away that power. It's worth it. Mm-hmm. So that's like anything else. Yeah. So. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Do you have an opinion on this, Jordan? I just think our government's way too big that we're bailing mm-hmm. everybody out. I mean, it's it's disgusting and unbelievable that we've allowed that power to to leave our side of the table and transfer and, and stay, you know, at the state level, federal level, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Shouldn't bail anybody out. My my previous business failed. Mm-hmm. Guess who bailed me out? Nobody. Mm-hmm. I, I I paid the debt. I, I you know did it myself. Mm-hmm. So that that's the way it should be. We wouldn't spend all this crazy money. We wouldn't be sending money to China and aid and borrow that money we just gave them. So it's it's just completely ludicrous that, that it's gotten to this point. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just normal. So like you said, generational, we just, my kids are growing up, this is just how things are done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it's gotten out of hand. At some point, people are gonna have to pay attention, right? Uh, some of this is gonna start imploding. You, they, the, the government, the federal government's not, able to just keep printing money without effect. There's yep, going to be right. an I think effect. That's why they hate, they hate Bitcoin and, and yeah. some of the other crypto and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the GameStop thing. They, they have no control over any of it. So, so that's good. Yeah. I, I, you know, it warms my heart to read those Reddit posts. Uh, mm-hmm. It reminds me a lot of the 80% community when I'm, mm-hmm. when I'm in some of those. The, the silly things that some of the 80% guys say is mirrored in the, in the you know, uh, that, that GameStop post and, and those threads over there. So, yeah. and, uh, and I think sometimes we need to reach out to that community because there's such a huge libertarian streak with it, with internet culture that the fact that, you know, sometimes they don't bridge that gap and realize they only focus on the virtual world and they don't realize that that libertarian lifestyle that they believe in so vehemently should be how they live their life in general self-sufficiency. I should be able to start my business. You know, there's a bunch of arbitrary rules that why do these rules exist other than to benefit other people or to uh, stop competition? I think we want to bridge the gap. And if you see like young people that are into that, you talk to them about it. It's like, you're sticking it to the man now. Like this is what they do with guns or all that stuff. And it's like, I never thought about that. It's like, it's the same thing. And that's how we get that generation or that different culture to come under the, not just the 2A umbrella, but freedom, and we create a bigger coalition. Mm-hmm. And that's how we win, ultimately. Yeah, I think uh, I think you are going to see a lot of those people coming over to our side if they're not already there. I mean, a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff that we see happening where, let's say they go after Reddit and they're going after Parler and, and this place and that place, you're basically going after half of America, mm-hmm. right? You go after half of America and they see it, even the silent ones are going to go, okay, but now you're disenfranchising half of the people that you're that your means of commerce. So if you're these big platforms, you're going after half of those people, right? By complying with this, because then you also don't want to be shut down or whatever it is. When half of the people start looking for alternatives, things change. You know, if you remember, I don't know, I think Boston Tea Party, you know, that was like people in America going, yeah, we don't want to pay taxes to, to King George, right? You know, I think there's going to be people in America saying, yeah, we don't want to pay this price to King Joe. I think you're going to see that happening. And just when that happens, no matter what, those people looking for alternatives creates a completely new ecosystem. 
you know, and now they have to figure out what to do with it if they can. It's probably too late for them to completely stop that, right? People in America, people around the world have been dealing with this kind of stuff for a long time and alternatives will come up with it real quick. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I think now is the time because we're still at a point where the Internet is not totally closed off. It's free enough that it's not regulated enough that they can't stop it now. So if people make a move now and we're able to create our own niche before they can close the door, then mm -hmm. they'll never be able to stop it. So mm -hmm. I think we're kind of at a precipice for a lot of different things and movements right mm -hmm. now. Yeah, it's this um, is what we're talking to about in re relations to guns and even like what you do, Jordan. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, you could change it. We're going to find it. Life is going to find another way here. If we're alive, we're yep. going to be fighting. Mm -hmm. So yep. you're either going to have to kill half of the country off, <laughs> you know, or figure out how to somehow brainwash us, enslave us put us in encampments or whatever. And and not to say they're not thinking about that. I mean, now they're trying to say you can't travel or they want to set up laws where you can't travel domestically unless you get the the COVID-19 uh, um, vaccine, hmm. which is making people sick, by the way. You know, so just think about that. Uh, real quick, before we go on to something else, Rodney Brady says, my friend from Guyana swears his family owns a gold mine down there. Um, I, Rodney, I would say to you that your friend is probably actually related to me. I do have a couple of uncles <laughs> that own gold mines and all kinds of stuff in Guyana. Um, Guyana is rich with natural resources. There's mm -hmm. a lot of oil off the shore of Guyana. There's gold, there's bauxite, there's all kinds of things um, inside of Guyana, to be honest with you. If you look at that part of the world, that part of South America, um, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff there, man. Diamonds, all kinds of stuff. But the people are still suffering. <laughs> There's more waterfalls there than anything else. So, like, my dad was supposed to be in charge of building um, hydroelectric uh, dams to, to create power and all that kind of stuff. And that's how we wound up leaving Guyana and going to England. Um, they have lots of natural resources. And it's a beautiful place with beautiful people. I'm a yep, prime example my, uh... of the awesomeness. You know, one of my good I'm friends, not, I don't live there and lots of people don't. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One, one, no, one of my good friends growing up was from Suriname. So I actually know a little bit about that area. Yeah. So, yeah. Some they place run, they run like a bush plane company out there yeah. you know, getting supplies into the jungle. Some place being awesome like that means nothing. <laughs> yeah. It means nothing if if like most of the people are suffering there. Right. Mm hmm. You know, it, it really doesn't mean anything. Uh, there's lots of AIDS in Guyana and there's people who they get AIDS and they hang themselves. Um, I have family members that have done that. Right. It, um, you cannot own guns there. If the government feels that you have guns, they have the right to come into your home to look for those guns. Um, there are people that's just created this market where people are looking for guns. Right. And mm -hmm. um, so, for example, there's someone uh, in my family that was in the military and sold his gun to someone and was facing a firing squad, you know, for, for doing that. So um, I'm not saying I agree with that with that either. Um, China and lots of other countries are heavily in there. Uh, like the drug cartels are heavily inside of Guyana. There's not a lot of people in Guyana that are native to it. Um, Guyana is 75% um, Amazon, so forget about the gold and all that kind of stuff. What's in the Amazon, the creatures, the plants, and all that kind of stuff, even more valuable? What is it doing for a beautiful place? And then if you think about all that, change that over to America, which is a, a big, 
beautiful place with lots of different ecosystems and all that kind of stuff, right? In terms of you've got Florida, you've got California, you've got all these different places, a, a massive, uh, you know, breadbasket here. And we, we want to go the direction of all these other places, you know, and what, you know what's going to happen to America? There's going to be other countries around the world that is going to come in here to get the resources. That's what that thing, the Boston Tea Party, was all about. So um, Richard Munder over in England says, Hank, 2024, King of Ghana. Um, <laughs> that's also a place. That's where Lola's from. Also a place with lots of resources. Uh, not interested in it. <laughs> not interested in it um i want to rock and roll here in america and i don't need to be a king of anything man i just need um you know i just need to be free here mm -hmm. to be myself right. and that's really important and i want that for myself and my children and my gra grandchildren in the future and i'm willing to fight for that uh if that's what it comes down to i'm willing to die for that um and i think there's a lot of people in america that are also that also feel the same way so mm -hmm. um all right. What, what do you guys want to get into here? Uh, Jordan, you know, um, you know, I know people were asking about new stuff coming out. Uh, shot shows kind of like we're in the shot show period. Were you guys right. planning on coming out with new stuff that we all don't know about? Yeah, some people know if, if they follow me, I kind of talk about some of it. Okay. Um, so the P365 is next. As soon as the mm -hmm. stinking mold gets done for that, we'll start cranking away there. So mm -hmm. that's the that's the next one. Uh, after that will be a CZ Scorpion oh. uh, carbine. Oh. Yeah, so we sent that down. So, so part of this whole issue, and it, it always comes back to the government. Any of my hard heartache comes from from them. So I've sent submissions down for a determination letter for anybody that doesn't quite understand how this works. We create, we take a firearm, we figure out, or the ATF tells us what the receiver is or the the serialized portion. Mm -hmm. uh, we take that. We kind of back out the features that make it a firearm. So like for a Glock, it's three trigger pin holes and a blocking bar for uh, the guide rod and a blocking bar for the rails to be installed. So we can create that as long as those parts aren't present in the receiver, it's not a gun. So we have to send down what we think is not a gun to the ATF. They take forever to come back with an answer. Uh, I've had one submission for, I'll call it two and a half years. It's been probably longer than that. And then two other submissions for a year and a half. Uh, so, you know, that's halted my business to grow mm -hmm. uh, and, and release new products. So uh, anyway, so that's, that's where we're at with some of these. The CZ Scorpion's one of them. Uh, that's one we can actually 3D print. There's several guys that have 3D printed the receiver part of that. Mm -hmm. I've, I've done it, I've shot it, you know, it works just fine. Yeah. So, so my well, part of my plan before the 3D printing stuff really took off this this last year, year and a half, was if I don't get approved on that receiver, we were going to release our files and still make all the rest of the parts and basically sell you the parts kit and the file to go and print uh, mm -hmm. your your receiver mm -hmm. half. So you know you can do it with a hundred and fifty dollar, two hundred dollar 3D printer. So. Mm -hmm. um, it's like I was saying earlier, they're never going to stop home builds because you can't stop information. Yeah, they're going to have uh, to go get those printers next. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to file it, you know, yeah. 4473 for your filament maybe. Um, right. Everyone should yeah, be exactly. buying printers. I'm planning on, planning on buying getting a printer. And we had yeah. Control-Q mm -hmm. on here and all that kind of stuff. I'm yep, we got one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's helped me out quite a bit with some of my uh, 
Sweet. hang ups. I just want to, you know, sometimes smash it with a hammer when it's not doing what I tell <laughs> yeah. it to. So he talks me off the ledge occasionally. So mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Alex is a good guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. And and he and uh, and you were saying Rolando that he was on uh, Tim Pool. Yeah, he's which making I it big time. Think, he's let me spreading see it I, mainstream. Yeah, let me see. I thought yeah. I had that uh, pulled up somewhere here that I could share with everyone. Uh, go ahead. Um, I'll find it and then I'll share that up here. Yeah, yeah so, that's so a two new ones. Yeah. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'll share that with you guys just real quick here. Um, there he goes. Tim Pool, Tim Cast, IRL right there. And there's Alex mm-hmm. kicking it on there, dropping some. Uh, Dropping some knowledge, I'm guessing, right there. I'm going to have to go look at that. I didn't realize it happened, but now that I have, I'm going to go check it out. Um, And it looks like lots of people were enjoying the gun conversation. Um, Just FYI. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, James Miller says he was on Tim Pool last night. Yep. Uh, I know uh, he had Mahjong before, but... Tim, Tim, sometimes when he brings people on because he talks about like what's going on that day, they don't necessarily have a chance to like go into their stuff. Mm. So I think when Maj came on that he didn't get too much of a chance to talk to a and I think a lot of people thought he was with like black, black lives matter because it was black guns matter. Mm-hmm. So half the conversation was, oh, man, I don't like BLM. And I was like, he's not with BLM. Mm. <laughs> so that was like half the conversation. People were just trying to go yeah. back. So if you want to see a good conversation with Maj, uh, I think we've got I know that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, over here. And and I think we are all open. Uh, I, PRP is and I'm sure Jordan from JSD is to uh, go on Tim Pool as well. You know, you're the big dog. Hey, we'll go over there. We'll drop some knowledge on I'll you out. if I'll you're interested, if you're interested. I know they were talking about that they went to a range the other day and that they were going to film it. And I was like, oh, well, there you go. So we got to get one of these. Uh, we got to in- really initiate him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so we'll see. Where's Tim Pool? Is he was he in Pennsylvania or I th- I think that he's in West Virginia right West now. West Virginia. He's not, okay. But, but he's trying to keep his exact location on the DL because I think he lived mm-hmm. in Jersey. He used to do like on the field reporting, but once he got prominent enough, people like would try to beat him up. Like Andy, no, like he gets his butt kicked sometimes. Mm-hmm. So he kind of kept down the DL, and he was living in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And like some stalkers like showed up one day, and that kind of changed his mind on guns mm-hmm. and stuff. So now he's moved. Yeah, James Miller says he's in Maryland. So oh, Maryland. Um, okay, he needs to live I know in he's a stand your ground boonies. state. That's. <laughs> I thought he was in the boonies somewhere. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's trying to get acreage in West Virginia. I thought that's where they were, but I okay. think he's on the border. Uh, uh, out there so yeah pennsylvania used to be such a strong gun state man yeah yeah it's still better than most but all these states man it's like florida we used to be the best mm. and now we're like uh gunshine state oh. I'm, I'm, we're gonna bring yeah. it back that's my mission the only thing we're we gonna didn't bring have it back was open carry pretty much that was the mm-hmm. only thing florida didn't have yeah, we're gonna bring it back we just need to get yeah. rid of some of these people here man that's all <laughs> that's you know i mean people people need to want it like i can't do it on my own the folks out there can't do it on their own we could do it we could make it happen we could you know um I, like it's we've said it already here in this po- podcast and others um you know the local places that's where you could fight for stuff and make it happen yeah um and i definitely intend on doing that and if there's people running for office uh, i'll be happy to uh, to help them out if they truly believe in the Constitution and the Second Amendment. Um, you know, even the ones who are already there, if you guys know your local sheriff and, and he's in Florida and uh, he's strong on the Second Amendment, let me know. I'm trying to get some of those guys to come on here and talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to have uh, Lewis is going to come on our show in a couple of weeks from GOA. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be Lewis, good too. We'll yeah. spread more word. 
Yeah. But uh, how uh, Wolf is pretty terrible in Pennsylvania, isn't he? He's like the yeah. worst. He's like yeah. one of the top three like worst governors right now, I think. Yeah, he's, he's like a mini dictator. And oh, then uh, Shapiro, the attorney general, he, he actually tried to force us to run background checks on 80% receivers. So we had the Great American Outdoor Show last year. And the first, <laughs> I want to say two days of it, we couldn't sell any 80%ers. We had to tell everybody, either we run this background check, because we are an FFL holder. Mm. Uh, we just, well, we got that because the ATF wouldn't look at my submissions without that. So mm. another, you know, thanks, thanks ATF. But anyway, so we ended up having it. Uh, and we ended up just waiting till like Monday. Um, mm-hmm. Firearms Policy Coalition kind of headed that up and, and took them to court. And it's it's been, you know, on pause, I guess. I don't know that it's been actually like struck down or permanently taken off. But mm-hmm. uh, basically, we're back to normal now. But, yeah, they're they're, they're coming after every little thing they can. Uh, so that's why your local stuff's important. That's that's it right there. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm guessing that you guys are selling some serious volume when it comes to these 80 percenters. Do you ever talk about the numbers? Uh, not really. Okay. Um, we're, I guess, for 2020, we're the largest 80 percent pistol retailer. We don't mess a whole lot with AR-15s just because there's so many people that do it. So we started out really small and, and needed a, our own niche, and that, that was it, the pistols. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see what 2021 brings, but I think we'll probably take that title again mm-hmm. so <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah um so like we were talking about the scorpion and some of the other stuff that's coming yeah. out are you changing adding anything to that because i think that's the big opportunity here right to make some improvements on these things that that you're getting into yeah so so with the scorpion we're going to leave it 100 percent the way it is to mm-hmm. start Mm-hmm. You, you want to make sure it works and that sort of thing, kind of get a feel for the gun, see what see what needs changed. I know a lot of people don't like the grip that's on it. Uh, so we actually have an adapter that you can put an AR-15 grip onto mm-hmm. oh, cool. CZ Scorpions. Okay. Yeah, cool. so that makes it a little bit mm-hmm. That's the first thing I did on my Scorpion. Uh, I changed right. it. I think I got something from Yeti or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeti works. Yeti works, yeah. Yeti works, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So we can we can dress that up a little bit. It's so it's the side plate, the the ejection side plate of the upper. If, if you want to relate it to like an AR-15, so the upper is the receiver mm-hmm. that's serialized. So uh, we could make that look cooler or whatever mm-hmm. uh, cosmetically. Um, so there's really not a whole lot to change there, but yeah, we kind of just take bits and pieces of what we like and and what we think looks cool, and we'll, we'll incorporate that into what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so go for an FG9, I would say. I mean, don't leave it up to Zev and, uh, and Magpul, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot of faith in that. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one there, too. Yeah. Uh, we looked at that for the P320 to kind of do something mm-hmm. to be able to drop the P320 mm-hmm. fire control unit into that. Um, That'd be sweet. We just haven't, yeah, we haven't put a whole lot of time and effort into that one. But Yeah, that would be cool. I see Gorillas and Guns is asking if you guys have any P320 in stock. Um, I yeah. think, yeah, go ahead. Yes, we have the 80 percent receiver, and I think our jigs are still in stock. Um, we're waiting on some barrels to finish up, and then we'll have full full build kits back uh, again. But yeah, it's the only thing we're waiting for are barrels. Yeah, John Doe says uh, need an eighty percent MP five. <laughs> yeah, you can do those on a flat. They make a flat like an AK. You got to bend it and mm-hmm. weld it. It's you know, so go for it, man. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm definitely going to go to you guys once I have my uh, my 80 percent or my lower ready. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll definitely go for the finishing parts on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you have everything I'm looking for, so it's like, yes, perfect. Yeah, one-stop <laughs> shopping, uh, mm-hmm. except you don't have, like, a bundle, right? <laughs> did you uh-huh. Did you guys get visited by the ATF no. at all? <laughs> no, so, okay. uh, yeah, we get calls even still all day long asking about mm-hmm. that, but mm-hmm. we, we haven't gotten visited. We our, our local ATF guy lives down the road. Uh, like I said, we're an FFL. They can basically come anytime they want to, sort of, and... We've not been contacted, phone call, email, show up, mm-hmm. nothing. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah. Did you have a question here, Rolanda? No, no, no. Okay. Um, I think the question that I would like answered is for the folks doing this, right? For someone who's making an 80 percenter, there's always this idea, and I've done it. Um, people always think it's real, it's real easy. You know, if you look at some videos and things I got like that out there, it looks easy. And I think some guys put it together pretty easily in reality, just because of how their brain works. But I found that you can build that thing and there's always a lot of tweaks to it that you have to do to really make it work. So you're trying to build an 80% Glock up. You think it's no big deal what Glock does. And then you find out all the little things that you have to file down and adjust this. And maybe you took too much of this off and all of that. Uh, what would be your suggestions uh, to folks like in terms of mindset, right? When they're thinking mm-hmm. about getting into this and doing it, what are the things they should be looking for and thinking about? Yeah, so uh, I, I would watch several videos before you turn a drill press on or a Dremel or, or whatever. Uh, kind of get a feel for each step of the way. Know where you're going to start on it. So like with a Glock, you got to drill your holes first. With the SIG, you got to bend the rails first. Kind of step it out each way. Have the video playing on your computer or on your phone as, as you're doing it. Um, and watch guys that are decent at it. Uh, G-Tang's got a bunch of videos out on, on how to do them. Tactical Toolbox has some videos out. Uh, there, there's And there's tons of other guys too. But mm-hmm. uh, watch those videos and just see how they do it. There's a different technique. You can do them all kinds of different ways, all kinds of different tools to finish them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not terribly difficult, but you have to pay attention to what you're doing. It doesn't – you don't put it together in 10 minutes. Uh, you know, it's, it takes some time and, and you got to fit it, you know, you got to fit some parts together sometimes, polish the rails up. Uh, it, it's a gun. There is an explosion going off mm-hmm. <laughs> in your hand. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's safe. Make sure it functions, uh, you know, smoothly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, none of these guns have been test fired. Uh, obviously we, you know, we're not Glock. We can't shoot the gun and say, okay, that works or no, swap this piece out or, or whatever. So, um, just take your time, patience. Uh, and if you screw it up, we'll sell you another one. It's, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, there's always things people forget. What do you find people forget the most? Uh, to read the instructions. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> instructions. <laughs> well, yeah. What is that? Yeah. <laughs> dealing with dudes, that's going to happen like 80% of the time. They're not going to read the yeah. instructions about the 80%. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Look, I'm not. I don't think it's difficult. I think you just really need to think about what you're doing, as Jordan is saying here. Look at a whole bunch of stuff. Dream about it. You need to get to the point where I think you're dreaming about it and thinking about it. And when something goes wrong, slow down. Yeah, stop. Set it down. Yeah. And walk away from yeah. it. Yeah, we've yeah. seen some real bad. You know, <laughs> guys take a Dremel and it. Whatever. I don't know what they do, but yeah, uh, uh, yeah just take your time. Uh, yeah, and they can call us too. I mean, we mm-hmm. we have 
we have people on staff that know how to build every single thing we sell. So yeah, do you guys have videos on this that you put out or? Yeah, so mm-hmm. so for P320 we have a really nice detailed animated video. So it's all of our CAD drawings, mm-hmm. uh, and, and then it's put together so you don't see my fat fingers and face in the video. Uh, it, you see each part exactly how it's supposed to go exactly correctly the first time. So if mm-hmm. yours doesn't look like that, mm-hmm. you know, back it up 15 seconds and try it again. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. There's some uh, stuff to block out there too. I mean, it's you know, or AR-15. If you get into that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are the dream stuff for you guys to get into? What's the holy grail out there that you know? Is it a secret you don't want to tell us? Uh, no, I mean broadly, I'd like to have something in every category. I'd like to have a bolt action rifle. I'd like to have a pump shotgun, a semi shotgun, revolvers. Even that that's probably never going to happen. But we've we've discussed that. Um, like I said, I'm a fan of the industry. I, if somebody else wants to make it, I can help you. Let's let's do that. You know, if it's mm-hmm. not something I'm currently working on, but yeah, I want to see that would be that would be my holy grail, I guess you could say, of the industry is is one for each segment, mm-hmm. uh, at least one. So okay, and is everything going to come off the platform of something that already exists, or if people develop uh, something else cool out there that maybe the industry is not making, you guys will take it on board. Yeah, I mean, I'll take on anything 80% or home-built related for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about that too, kind of creating our own 80% or non-firearm uh, build from from scratch, so something totally different. The, pro- the problem is is economies of scale. Uh, mm-hmm. It's you know, it's got to use a Glock mag or a Sig mag or something inexpensive. Mm-hmm. Um, the internal parts aren't that big of a deal; they're little bitty pieces. But to have something function the way it should. Uh, it's kind of just easier to, to, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it type of mm-hmm. scenario. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think that, um, you know, this is the thing. Everyone thinks it's easy to be a manufacturer until you become the manufacturer. And then you realize how much weight and things like that are important, um, you know, before you get into that. Uh, so, so before we start wrapping up here, uh, Rolando, did you have any questions, anything you think we missed? No, no, I think it was an awesome discussion. I really appreciate it, Jordan. That was great. And I'll definitely go to you when, when I'm ready to build my own. I, I think it's awesome. I went through your website as we were having conversation. And I was like, yeah, this is perfect. This is exactly what I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. And, and one shot, you make it pretty easy. So mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I appreciate what you do. And, I'm, and it's cool to know that you're in the 3D printing. Uh, it just makes sense. So it's yeah. awesome to see that community thrive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll show I'll show you guys real quick here uh, before we start wrapping it up. If you're looking, just search JSD Supply, go there, you know, and there's um, I think everything's pretty much laid out there that you guys can find. There's still things that are in stock, right? There's still yeah. things that you guys have in stock. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. do you do a 1911? Uh, yeah. So okay. we we do. Uh, we've not been able to get them the okay. the company we use has just been selling all theirs at retail which we totally understand um obviously make more money at retail so we just haven't had them for quite a while but yeah typically we do yeah Yeah. absolutely all right so let's do this let's wrap it up hopefully we'll get jordan to come back on here again in the future um maybe we'll we'll get involved and do some things um but i think you guys are already aware of him now all you need to do is go get your stuff and, and and build things um, I'm going to give these guys a chance to tell you exactly how you can follow them and support them. I'm going to start with Rolando. Um, 
what can folks do out there to support you or follow you? Uh, the best thing you can do is to watch our show, the Locked and Loaded Latinos podcast on YouTube every Sunday at 7 p.m. Uh, you can follow us on all the socials, Locked uh, Locked Loaded Latinos on pretty much, you know, the uh, Gab, uh, Gab, MeWe, and uh, all the new ones pretty much. Yeah, I forget exist. all the names. There's so many new ones. <laughs> I've, I've, I've joined all the new ones and I try yeah. to post on them regularly. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Puerto Rican Pistolero and my wife at Latina Locked N with the letter N loaded. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of things are getting pulled down. I don't know if you guys are doing email lists and things like that, but if you search out there, you'll be able to find uh, what what folks are doing easily. I think email might be the easiest yeah, thing that's... for us to do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, let's see. Uh, John Crump gave us a couple of bucks here. He says, Proud Boy Leader was an FBI plant. Yep, I heard great, about great. that. Which Proud Boys? Uh, which one of the Enrique, Enrique Tario. He worked for the FBI? Yeah, he was an informant for the feds on multiple occasions. It came out in the court case that he was dealing with right now. So he was a narc. <laughs> what? He was an op? <laughs> no, I think he was an informant. So they used mm-hmm. him. I guess they must have arrested him originally for something. And then they kept him on as like, now you're now you're the boy. When we got to do stuff, we call you and you got no choice. So it seems like that's how it is. Oh. He's trying to deny it because obviously it's like, well, now it's like, are the Proud Boys legit? Or are nah. they controlled by the Fed? It was an op, son. <laughs> controlled opposition, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't mess around with ops. <laughs> yeah. Regardless of how that, regardless of how, how that plays itself out, interesting, interesting. Okay, we'll probably talk about that tomorrow. All right, let's go to Jordan. <laughs> See, John dropping bombs on you here the last minute. Jordan, how can the folks out there get in contact with you? What can they do to find out more about JSD Supply? Yeah. So jsdsupply.com uh, and Instagram uh, and Facebook. We there's a bunch of different groups on Facebook that we that we're in and pretty pretty active in. So um, that's you know just the website, but that's where most of our new stuff goes is Facebook and Instagram and uh, our email list as well. So okay, awesome, cool. Um, here's what I would do. I would ask all you guys out there, if you're still out there, smash the thumbs ups right now. We appreciate that. Uh, I know there's a bunch of different um, live shows going on. So if you're if you're catching, um, you know, if you're if you're catching it late or whatever, we appreciate it. Leave your comments and all that. And we'll try to get back to you. Uh, I'm going to roll in the end here. I want to thank Barnoles for sponsoring us. We appreciate that. And all you folks out there hanging out with us, as well as Rolando, uh, Puerto Rican Pistolero, for coming on here, hanging out with us, and Jordan of JSD Supply. Let's run in the end right now. We'll be right back here in a second for the last word. Hold on. All right, guys, don't forget to smash those thumbs ups, ring the bell, uh, leave your comments, you know, uh, Make sure you're subscribed, etc. all that good stuff. We're going to rip out the audio of this and put it up on iTunes and all the other places that you listen to your audio podcast from. Um, everyone enjoyed the show. That's great news. I appreciate that. And everyone out there, who wants to last? Should we give it? Should we give it to Jordan? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Jordan, final thoughts here, man. Uh, just thank you guys for having us on. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, just trying to do our little part in the the freedom movement here so uh yeah glad to support you and and the community yeah absolutely i'm sure there's a lot of folks out there that appreciate what you guys are doing all right Mm -hmm. we're out of here thanks so much okay we'll see you guys tomorrow peace take care